Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacrediconpodcast, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacrediconpodcast and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. everyone it's this sacred icon podcast and we're back in the mushroom kingdom alongside nestor with the second part of our breakdown of the super mario brothers movie starring chris pratt charlie day anya taylor joy jack black keegan michael key seth rogan fred armison and many more as of this recording it's nearing 800 million coins at the worldwide box office it currently sits at numero uno for highest grossing movie of 2023 it holds the biggest worldwide opening weekend for an animated picture and is already the highest grossing movie based on a video game, and it still has yet to release in Japan. Gives you something to think about, doesn't it? Gives you something to think about. Nestor's seen it now four times, Brian's seen it twice, and myself just the once. But uh, before, <laughs> before we go into the breakdown, I wanted to ask you guys a Not quick question. Uh, I knew he was going to say some shit like that. <laughs> uh, so Guardians comes out in two weeks. Uh, but then on the 28th, correct me if I'm wrong, Nestor, um, it finally comes, the Mario Brothers movie comes out in Japan. Yeah. So do you think that Guardians, at least in the U.S., do you think that Guardians is going to be the movie to kind of knock it off the throne? Or you think it's not going to happen? What do you guys think? 
I think it might be, because, uh, at least in the States, it dropped, like, 44% on the second week, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it did, yeah. It did drop. I mean, I it. think... I mean, it's still doing good, but, yeah. Guardians will push Mario back easy, with, with ease, only because Mario will have been seen by everybody, not because Mario's easy to defeat or anything. It's just, like, right. Guardians is a popular movie, and it'll have been a month or whatever. Well, they say, Josh, like, the, the estimations for that are, like down for its opening weekend and of course estimations were down for yeah. mario brothers and look what happened with that but i don't know marvel needs a w but at the same time i don't know yeah, i got I, I got a i got a scenario for you and then i want to pass and i'll ask i'll ask uh nestor the same thing let's hear it shaggy if, if if you got cursed so that from now on every time you went to the movie theater you bought a movie ticket you walk in the movie theater you watch the previews but every time for the rest of your life the same movie plays doesn't matter what theater you're in you could go to see Mario, you go to see Guardians, you go in there and the same movie plays. Which movie would you choose to play? And which movie would you choose, would you absolutely, last movie you'd hate to play every time? The uh, movie I'd absolutely hate to play is Infinity Pool. Worst movie I've ever seen in a theater. Um, but the movie yeah. I choose to play every time is Jurassic Park. That's good, yeah. 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 That'd be see, I would have said Lord of the Rings, but I'm like, that's too long. If like I, every time I go, it's like three and a half hours. Well, I don't remember if I ever saw Jurassic Park in the theaters. I mean, I was five when that movie came out, but uh, I feel you like you didn't that see would the be... reissue in 2013. I did. Mm-hmm. I went to see it. It was really cool. Oh. Okay, look at the big she, dick on Brian over there. Been there, Josh. I am like a, like a true fan, not a real fan. <laughs> and, uh, I Josh I is did, a much uh, bigger fan of Jurassic Park than me. What about you, Nestor? Which what's a movie that you would hate? To play every time you went to the theater, and what's one you'd love, oh, one you'd choose? Lord, okay, worst movie I ever saw in theaters was Girl on a Train. Okay. Mm, I don't know that I've one. never seen it, but I, yeah, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's ass. Time to visit the Google archives. <laughs> but, uh, something I don't want to watch, like, on repeat? I mean, I don't know, man. This is this is my highest watched movie? movie so far, and I'm down to watch it a couple more times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so you go to see, like, the Kang Dynasty years from now, and you walk in, and it plays all the Marvel previews and everything. You've got the Kang Dynasty popcorn bucket, and then just Mario Bros. plays again. You're like, yeah, well, I'm all right with it. Yeah, it's okay. I'm down. <laughs> so Girl on the Train starred Emily Blunt. What Was it just not a good movie, or? <sighs> yeah, no, I just, I just peaked. didn't enjoy it, and it's been so long. When did it come out? 2015? 2016. 2016, Damn. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I just remember not liking it. I thought it was like really boring. Huh. My only yeah, memory heard of this movie. with that movie is I was in Florida and I went to a pawn, like a, oh, not a pawn shop, but just like basically just a guy's shop set up in his house. And he had this DVD Sounds shelf. Weird. He had this DVD shelf of movies he was selling. And all the movies were DVDs and Blu rays. And it was like a five shelf. Um, it was like a five shelf. Shelf, I guess. Is that the best way to say it? And all of the movies were like on the first three shelves. And then I just reached my hand up to the top fifth shelf where I couldn't even see it was high up. And there was one movie up there. And it was a, it was a 4K of Girl on a Train. And it was this, and it said on the bookshelf, all movies, $2. And when I grabbed that 4K, it was the only 4K on the shelf of Girl on a Train. It also had just come out like on 4K like less than two years ago. I thought to myself, I wonder if he put this movie up here because he didn't want to sell it. I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> so I bought it for $2, and then and then I checked the code inside. The case was even still there, and I put it. I got the digital code. So I got The Girl on a Train as like a new release for like $2. I never oh, watched now it. Now officially the, the biggest fan of that movie confirmed. Yeah. 
Dude, yeah, because it, it's not often that... Because I'm pretty good at gauging, like, the type of stuff that I want to consume. That was the only time that I walked out of a theater that I'm like, wow, all my money back. Dude, I, the only movie I ever did that to is Triple X2, State of the Union, and Infinity Pool was way worse than that. Like, Triple X2, Oscar. Infinity Pool, dog shit <laughs> beneath my feet. I walked out of year one with Jack Black, oddly enough. So I liked that one, but I don't love it. But I liked it. All right, Josh, do you have something you want to take us through before we get to uh, Netflix? No, I mean, we last left off with uh, Donkey Kong fighting in the arena against Mario. Mario shifted into that cat form, which was pretty cool. So I think that's where we left off, which is pretty much the fight itself. Yeah, man. Yeah, you can... Take us through, right, Nestor. Take us forward, Nestor. Yeah, we kind of uh, we were kind of like a, on a on a rush to finish there, so so mm-hmm. rewind it back a little bit. Nope. Sure. All right. Can, can we just talk about like how like well animated that whole fight sequence was? was oh, brilliant. with uh, Donkey Kong and yeah, Mario. Yeah, I mean, you. Not only did we get the iconic Seth Rogen laugh, uh, freaking just the uh, the. When, once Mario shifted into cat form, like, you know, he was doing that. He was doing the thing, you know, where they like they, they rear up on their back and they like crawl back mm-hmm. a little bit. Once he yeah. once he defeated him, he was like making biscuits on his back. <laughs> yeah, he was like, was, yeah, he was licking his sequence. paws and yeah. I loved it, dude. I thought and, and see, I think it was a perfect way to kind of introduce the power ups like and, and not they don't waste any time. They don't explain it or anything, but you get to really see them in use there. And uh I thought that was great. I think I think that was one huge benefit of the movie. I just I, I feel like it would have dragged down the movie if they somehow had to take like a few minutes to explain how that stuff works. And the way they Peach pretty much did it in the beginning, that was perfect. So, yeah, man. I, I eat like this every, scene up. You play a Mario game. Like everything you, know, they do, you know what you're in for. Yeah, I feel like everything they they did in the movie, like it just made sense. Like like it just works. Like, he can only beat Donkey Kong because he gets a power up. That seems fair to me because like Donkey Kong was this huge bad boss in the original like Donkey Kong game like Mario is not as powerful as Donkey Kong but with the power up yeah he could take him down you know yeah and then like right when he beats him that fun little you know when he gets back up and he starts swinging he's about to fall off the edge and Mario catches him by the tie plays the little the little jingle from the OG Donkey Kong game the dun 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 I didn't even notice that yeah that's cool leave it to Nestor to catch it though yeah that's awesome where does Donkey Kong sit for you with like favorite Nintendo characters? Is he pretty high up there? Or is he kind of even keel, Nestor? Mm, I'd say he's I'd say he's pretty high up. Definitely, definitely top ten. I've, I've played played some Donkey Kong in my day. This is gonna sound pretty dumb, but I just found out earlier this morning that there was a Donkey Kong sixty four. Like I didn't even what? I was never even aware that was a thing. Like I oh, knew it was Super awesome. Mario sixty four, but I've never. I'm on this whole like obsessive kick. Of looking at all this stuff and tr- like playing catch up and watching these retrospectives and stuff on YouTube, and I saw that there was a DK sixty four, and I was like, "What? I don't even remember ever hearing about like that, banjo, seeing that." Plays like banjo, yeah. In my opinion, it's it's very infamously known for. I think it still holds the record for most collectibles in a video game. It's insane. Yeah, like really? it's not cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like. You, there's Go like a, a thousand bazillion bananas, a thousand bazillion apples. I don't know, whatever, just different fruits and stuff. And like to collect everything, it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, so I remember my friend got it. When it it's not not so, 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 so. my friend got it when it came out and it had a uh, strategy guide. And the strategy guide was a thickable. Yeah, one. dude. Go ahead. It, so there there are five characters. Each character has like color coded collectibles in each stage, 
and you can't collect another character's collectibles, you know, if you're not playing as them. I've heard of this game. Though. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, it, it's, I knew about it's great. Just don't just don't 100% it. Okay. Yeah, it's got a 90 meta score. It scored pretty good, huh? The the characters that are cheering him on in the audience in the, of the movie are from DK64. And they also play DK Rap, the song, when he comes out, which is DK from DK64. Donkey yeah. Kong. I would, when that part happened, me who doesn't know Jack Diddley squat about all this stuff, I was like, I know that, I know that, you know. So that was a cool moment. I love that. All the Donkey Kingdom stuff was was fantastic. Cranky Kong, he was voiced by Fred Armisen, correct? Yes, I believe so. I've seen people criticize that, like they feel like he didn't he didn't do yeah, a good job. That was uh, what, my least favorite performance of the movie. Okay, what about you, Nestor? Because that's yeah, it seems to be the consensus. I'm he's he's grown on me. I'm I'm fine with it. It's just like. At first, I mean, I, you know, I've known I've known Cranky since I was like seven years old, dude. So I was expecting him to sound all rickety and crotchety and yeah. tell you that you're no good at playing your games. It's like, duh, he kind of just sounds like he's, you know, he's a little bit nasally, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That was good. That was good. He, he doesn't sound old at all. That was, sorry. That was man. Nestor was fully in character with that too. Like just great physical performance there. Oh man, <clears throat> but yeah, great scene though overall. I I loved it. That was probably uh, one of my favorites of the movie. Yeah, um, I I was really impressed they used the cat power up because that's a power up that older fans who haven't played Mario in a while will have no idea exists. You know what I mean? Like that's a very fresh. Sat actually was crazy. It's a ten year old power. Yeah, it is now. But it seems it seems really fresh, and it's only in one game, right? Am I right? Unless you count Bowser's Unless you Fury. Count Bowser's Fury. Well, uh, Mario Maker too. Okay, yeah. Okay, so it's got a little bit more to it, but um, yeah, it's a very, it's a much newer power up. I figured when, like, if you had told me before seeing the movie, like, you know, they're probably going to only use traditional power ups. Is what I would have thought. You know, enlarge, fire. You know, but they use, let's say, they use the cat one, the fire one, the ice one, Tanuki suit, um, Tanuki suit. Which the Tanuki suit, man. Me and my wife had like a friendly argument in the car that she ended up being right about, but she didn't blame me for being wrong about it at all. The Tanuki suit is one of the most convoluted suits in Mario. Like if you look yeah. up the suits, if you look it up on like Wikipedia, you it's easy to get confused with the leaf power up because the leaf power up gives you the ears and the tail, but not the rest of the body. And then the Tanuki suit gives you the whole body and they both have separate powers and then in some versions, Tanuki can turn into a stone, and in other versions, it can't. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I mean, like, I feel like I know some of that stuff, but it sounds so alien to me. I'm sorry, man. It's all, oh it's God. out there. Yeah, dude. it's it's all over the place. Like, sometimes just the leaf will give you the whole suit. Other times, it won't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild, and I don't think in uh, Super Mario 3D World, I don't think the Tanuki suit lets you turn into stone at all. Not in 3D World because they gave you know you get the 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 special lucky cat bell that lets you turn into a gold statue. They kind of uh, move that over to that, go. but in 3D Land yeah. for the 3DS, yeah, it, that you could turn into stone in that one. Okay, cool, very cool. Okay, take us forward, Nestor. All right. After that, uh, you know, the, the gang secures the, the help of the Kong army. We got Mario Kart, baby. Yeah. Beautiful. What, what's crazy is we're getting to it is I didn't realize this till my second watch. 
the Kong army effectively does nothing to help them at all. Other than Donkey Kong himself, the Kong army is completely wasted. Am I wrong? Am I misremembering this? Oh, no, you're right. They get, they get captured like immediately. immediately. Yeah. So other than Donkey Kong helping Mario individually, they did winning the Kong army effectively did nothing, but yes, it goes into a Mario Kart sequence where the, the lore for the movies is that the Kongs create the, the, the carts and it shows like all the different carts being built and like you have like some random like Kongs that look kind of like a Rambo or like a somebody I love, from, the, I love those backgrounds. Yeah, all yeah. sorts of random background Kongs and like it's it's weird to me because there are a lot of like canon Kongs that we have that they didn't use or they were just far off like background like cameos like Funky Kong, Chunky Kong. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want to commit to their characters until they had a script that actually utilized them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think... I mean, they definitely wanted to keep it simple. And I feel like the only reason, like, Diddy got, like, a speaking role is because, like, that's next. Um, yeah. But people were like, oh, you know, in in the in the Mushroom Kingdom council room, where's Toesworth? You know, where's Toadette? And it's yeah. like, they just don't want to bloat... They just don't want to, like, bloat the cast with all these characters. Because that, that one guy who... Um, I can't remember. Like my wife actually laughed at it when we watched it in the movie theater. When the, when the it's early in the movie and they, and they meet Peach, and he's got she's got like the commander Toad who's going over the map, which seems like that should be Toadsworth, but it is not. And and he he's the one that's like, may all the hope of our of of our Toads go with you on this valiant battle, my queen. And it's like he's so serious. Like this, we're watching Lord of the Rings. It's like no, this is freaking. Toad <laughs> I know. Like mushroom. even in the little flash of like the coronation scene, it's that Toad putting the crown on her when it, you know, should be Toadsworth. But once we get to the post-credit scene, I think I got a good explanation of like how they could bring him in. Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing that. But uh, yeah, they step into the garage. You hear the character select screen from Mario Kart Eight. Yeah, I noticed that. You know, we get a little bit of Thunderstruck. Uh, they're picking their carts, and it's like the menu is it's the same as it is in Mario Kart 8. You press A to finish your cart. Yeah, you, you choose between your glider and your body type and your wheel. Yeah. Just it seemed like a little game. meta. I kind of like that. That was great. Like them actually kind of doing it themselves. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Great hype moment. Great sizzle. Yeah, and you know, you get... Yeah, I mean, I think this would have really shocked us if we hadn't seen the trailer. Yeah. What we knew. No, like Rainbow Road, dude. I don't think they. W- I don't think they should have showed that at all. That would have been mind blowing yeah. to see for the first time. Yeah, I feel like you know, looking at that trailer. Well, the couple that we've gotten, uh, I feel like there's stuff from more or less every part of the movie. Like I don't know if I remember seeing stuff from the final battle in the, the no. trailer, but I feel like you got most scenes. And uh, yeah, I wish they had held some of it off just for the big surprise, like not just leave it to the Easter eggs, but. Uh, that's every yeah. trailer. Though. Yeah, because when Mario's going up the ramp and it's like, hey, there's nothing on the other side of that ramp. And it's like, I wouldn't have guessed that it was Rainbow Road, but I'd seen the trailer. So I was like, well, it's Rainbow Road. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, because- I, it, that that part is cool, though. I mean, because I feel like I feel like when I remember when the announcement, like I saw it on Twitter of this movie happening and then everyone was like, oh, my God, Chris Pratt again. It was like a Chris pa- Pratt fatigue era. and. Yeah. Everyone else was like, okay, some of these other ones are okay, but Chris Pratt, ugh. And then 
you see like the first image and then you get the teaser and yeah you start when you see that mario kart stuff i feel like that's kind of a turning point when everyone was like optimism completely shifted yeah and everyone started to get pretty excited for the movie um but yeah i mean i i was pretty i don't know i was open to it from the get-go as i I thought it was going to be nice to just see an animated movie again but uh it's kind of funny nestor you mentioned the uh like some of the the select screen and stuff like that i didn't i haven't played a mario kart since like whatever one was on the wii u i don't know what that one was was eight uh, yeah i think i remember oh that was that story where where uh brian was talking to you about halo lore and you couldn't focus on the game yeah that was that one yeah i want and and what was the one on the wii uh the other mario game was it just new super mario wii u or 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 wii u yeah new super mario bros u okay because i feel like i played that a bit with justin as well it was that one and the Mario Kart, and at the time it didn't. Yeah, it it's didn't. funny how we're coming full circle because it was like, "Hey, let's have a Nintendo get together," and then we get there, and that's the origin story that me and Josh have told so many times on the podcast, where I basically sidetracked Josh entirely into talking about Halo Four and the lore and getting him back into the Halo mood, and that's when we were literally there to play Wii U and play Mario Kart and New Super Mario Bros. And well, it's, but it became a Halo thing. <laughs> it's it's I mean it's it's blowing my mind right now, like how much catch up I'm playing, like the whole this whole come back to Nintendo era is so strange for me. I, I did a free trial of Nintendo Online the other day, and I was playing the original Super Mario Brothers, and I was like, I remember playing this when I was a little boy, you know, and it was it was neat, and then I'm looking up all these retrospectives and stuff, and, like, I'm seeing, like, Super Mario Galaxy gameplay, and I'm seeing, like, Mario Sunshine retrospective stuff, and um, and then I read, like, supposedly, is, is Super Mario Galaxy 2 not canon? Is that so? No, it's canon. It's, canon. it's just uh, okay. It's just you just it's not on the Switch. Yeah. It, it, so it, it's a retelling of the first game, and I think only because like at the end of the first game, the universe gets sucked into a black hole and gets created anew. Like that's the way I'm explaining oh. it. Okay. They, but yeah, yeah, it's just a renaissance for me. It's it's like I don't know. I, I'll just say this real quick. But you know, it felt like for like the last like ten years or so that I paid attention to gaming news, I always ignored Nintendo. Like I would, I would keep an eye on things to see if there was something that was going to pull me in. But I was just telling Brian the other day, like little did I know it was actually going to be the stuff that I'd already seen. Like I would watch Super Mario gameplay reviews when it came, or Super Mario Odyssey reviews, and I'd be like, oh, you know, it looks kind of okay, but like I just need something else to make me pull the trigger on that. And that's what I'm currently obsessed with. Like all other games have fell to the wayside and i mean jedi survivor comes out in like a week and i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna want to play that over odyssey right now i'm odyssey's amazing but anyway we can get back on track with the movie yeah, but yeah it's, it's just an amazing renaissance experience for me so odyssey i'm, so I'm good. enjoying this and picking up all the easter eggs learn i'm learning <laughs> learning hell yeah baby all right so we so we got mario picking the uh, the standard car we got peach and her biking outfit with the motorbike and we got toad <laughs> in the freaking monster truck didn't you say in the other episode, Brian, you really liked that part? Which, yeah, it's funny that that made me chuckle because that's such a cliche thing to do in a movie. Like, little guy gets the big suit or gets the big car. Like, that's it's very cliche, but I was still... Just the way Toad came up, he had, like, his arm over the side and he had his glasses. Yeah, glasses. yeah dude. <laughs> the glasses. Nah, and it wasn't until this last rewatch that I, you know, because I'd been listening for it. Because that, that scene was in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene was in the trailers, and... uh there was no thunderstruck playing over it, so when he pulls up to Mario and Peach with the sun with the sunglasses, it actually plays the or it's supposed to play the little the sound effect of his horn from Mario Kart Eight. <laughs> oh, but it gets completely drowned out by the music. Oh man! Huh. 
Does yeah. it make you want like yeah. a cut all the more where that stuff's kind of taken out? Dude, yes, please. Taken out, edited. You guys, yeah, yeah. Did, you, guys, you guys saw what I posted the other day, right? That originally, the final scene, instead of playing the, the Starman theme, they were going to yep. freaking play Jump by Van oh, Halen. Yeah. I'm like, no. oh, no way. Like, hashtag so release the Miyamoto cut. Now, when I when I took my wife to see the movie, and after we got done seeing it, she really, really liked it, by the way. She... Uh, she knew what my complaints with the movie were, which was basically the music and the overuse of slow-mo. And she said only one song stuck out to her as bad. And oddly enough, it was the song when they first get to the Kong the Kong army. Like, they get to the Kong area. <laughs> Poor job. Come on, Erica. <laughs> yeah, it's the only one. She's like, that's the only like, one uh-huh. that didn't fit. What? That's a classic 80s song. That's like I know, top, she, just, she said it took her out of the movie, but the rest were fine. So, yeah. Erica. Erica. <laughs> I feel like that part of the Breaking Benjamin song. That's what is it? Uh, Blow me away. It almost sounds like they say Erica. That's how I feel right now. Eruka! That's what <laughs> yeah. I feel like. Man. Yeah. She didn't think the slow mo was a problem at all, though. She said that was just me. I was like, all right, whatever. Nitpicky but... <laughs> things. Screw me then. <laughs> all right. Next next scene. We got a cutaway. We got Bowser practicing his proposal. Oh yeah. Really make a guy come out of his shell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess love will really make a guy come out of the shell, and then the freaking flowers bite, and he's like, <laughs> he's like a cute face or something. Like, was oh, Jack Black so just not, you know, like how could you go with anybody else for a role like that, man? I just feel like he fully embraced it, especially with him like just knowing who he is, and then you get to scenes like that, and it's just fun. I think like, he stole I, the show. Yeah, I think when you, I mean, I think the the most, if you were gonna go into specifics of what specific things. Are people talking about the most after seeing the Mario Bros. movie? Number one on the list is Bowser. Number yeah. one. Well, yeah, dude, that Peaches man. I I was literally at my chiropractor the other day, and he, he hasn't even. I don't think he's seen the movie, but he was talking about how he's been singing that song to his daughter because the song is just blown up. Oh, I see people out there that are like, "Make it stop!" But other people are like, "Yeah, just keep going." We had going. a twenty-minute drive home from the theater, and my wife sang it the whole way home in the car. Hey, you know what? That, that, that's the that's the mark of that's the mark of some good, good music, dude. Good mark, good marketing. Catchy. Yeah, it was but very yeah, good scene of him of him uh, practicing because I feel like it's just doubling down on his infatuation and this whole like, you know, seeing him like so infatuated. Whereas Mario is actually getting, you know, the the core like development with uh, Peach. You know, and then this guy's like, I can't wait till we meet. Our lives are going to be amazing, and Mario is like, I've already met this girl, and we're going on this adventure trying to save. Uh, I still love every time Bowser's like, and was she impressed with him? <laughs> and the, like, there's that part where Luigi's like, if she has any, ta- if he has any taste at all, if she has any taste at all, she would be. You know, it's like that was hilarious. Yeah, dude, and we got Kamek really? dressed as Peach playing the part too, which is a reference yeah. to the games. He's done that twice. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I do remember that now. I forgot, hmm. but yeah. Yeah, no, it was a great time when I saw it again. Erica laughed a lot through it, and there was constantly times where Erica's like leaned over to me and she's like, "Oh, it's this moment from the games. Oh, it's this moment from the games." And uh, yeah, she. This is probably this movie. I feel like overall is probably the best use of fan service I've ever seen. Yeah, I've seen. I have seen some people complain about that with this movie, but I feel like that's just a redundant argument to have because I feel like it's like that's the whole point of going to see the movie. Yeah. You know, I feel like of any adaptation, don't you want to get referential? I was material? reading a review earlier today where they're talking about how like the move they said some on the lines of like the movie being nothing like the games because it's just a, a so or it's just a soulless like marketing sales thing, and I'm like that seems just completely wrong to me. Bro. Like the movie is so 
everything the games are. Like it's yeah. it's full of character and makes me feel like I'm playing the games. I don't. Who are you? Do you even play the games? Like this is very bad critic review. Very people, bad. I've seen yeah, and I've seen other people complain about how like they say like watching the movie is not as fun as playing the actual game and I'm like for me I'm like that made me just want to go play and see all the catalog of Mario games that I've missed out on like to it me, made it's me as fun as it could possibly be works. without me having a controller. Yeah. I mean I I enjoyed the heck out of this movie but yeah, great scene with uh Great scene with Bowser. Love Bowser. Any scene that he's in, and I just great. I don't want to yeah. spoil the ending and get ahead <laughs> of us, but I, I I can't wait to see him again. All right, and then we got uh, what's next? Rainbow Road. Just the the actual drive and fight on Rainbow Road. Um, biggest surprise for me, I didn't see coming. Once again, my wife actually did see it coming, but I didn't. Was the blue shell thing? I thought that was so Bro. cool. I'm like man, I just number one hater of all time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like they killed beat this guy and then yeah, killed himself and then to to take out Donkey Kong and Mario. So um, yeah, I think this time point. around, second time watching it, I didn't realize just it's weird how like the second viewing, I didn't realize that the whole Kong army gets wiped out here. Now, obviously, I was paying attention my first viewing. I knew the Kongs were like in cages. Trapped by Bowser. I saw the movie, but for some reason I just didn't put it together that literally the whole Kong army they just got behind them gets cut off and captured. Um, but I mean, I know I'm just kind of jumping ahead there, but like when it starts off and like there's an ambush by Bowser and there's all these, you know, uh, rival carts coming out and there's you basically get to witness what's like a, a playing a level, playing a match of, of Mario Kart where it's like, oh, they're throwing turtle shells, they're dropping bananas. So cool. The one part where Mario actually jumps on the turtle, gets him in his shell, and tosses it and takes out another cart was really cool. I really liked that part. Um, but uh, I'm also, I was thinking too, and I watched it the second time, I'm like, imagine how much different the scene would have felt if we were still in the like N64 days where every cart looked the same. Dude, yeah. You know? No gliders, no zero gravity. Yeah, and like every car, people have customized cards that look different. Like back in the day, it was just like, oh, Peach's card is the same as Mario's, except it's pink. And Bowser's is the same as Mario's, except it's green or whatever, you know. But <laughs> I kind of miss those days all, all the same, but. Yeah, I, I feel that too. But, but I know like, what you're for saying. For the purpose of the movie, like it made it. Honestly, I got Fury Road vibes yeah. from Rainbow Road. <laughs> Dead serious. There's the Irish Phoenix meme right there. Honestly, what you should do is if you cut the if you cut the two scenes together, the scene at the beginning of the movie where Bowser and his and his Coopers are rocking out to metal, with this scene of Rainbow Road, it would really feel like Mad Max because at the beginning of Mad Max Fury Road, you have like the flame guitar guy and the and the rocking music, and then they go into battle like that's definitely. Well, I don't have, know. I got Fury Road vibes from Mario Bros. You heard it here first. You have Anya Taylor Joy starring in the. Uh, Furiosa oh, prequel, Furiosa, yeah, yeah. Oh. It looks like Chris Hemsworth, but uh, yeah, I like the scene. Uh, I I thought it was really cool just to see them take what in essence is just a racing game and actually work it into the overall narrative of the movie. Yeah, even like though I fun. will like it's, I will give critics. The, I'll, let, I'll let them have this one where they're where it's just like you know, uh, Cranky Kong's like, well, we're you know what we're gonna need carts, and it's like. Here's a cart sequence just because we know you love Mario Kart. Not because it's actually called for specifically in this story, but we got to get the cart scene. Because it's know? Mario. Because so, it's Mario. And I, hey, I love it. I wouldn't take also, it out. Also, low key, this is like the only part of the movie where two characters get a moment to like 
chill. Like when when Mario and Peach are driving next to each other, and you know she's like, "Is there anything like this in your world?" And Mario's like, "Nah, we don't we don't drive on rainbows." And she's like, "Well, next you're gonna tell me that the turtles aren't evil." And he's like, "Nah, they're pets." You know? Yeah. He's like, "Come back to Brooklyn, I'll get you one." Yeah. A little bit of low-key flirting going on. Yeah, there. dude. The- yeah. And the Donkey Kong is like, is this how you flirt? Is Seth Rogen's voice. <laughs> like, that's terrible. Yeah. And the second uh, and last iconic Seth Rogen laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like how you remember that. Uh, it was funny, too, is um, so when I first saw the movie and I had to pee so bad, I was looking for the right moment to walk out of the theater and run and pee and get back as quick as possible and uh what i thought was the best moment what i surmised from my first viewing not knowing where the movie was going to go is the second mario and donkey kong fell into the water off the bridge is when i ran to the bathroom and i came back well the second time my wife had to pee super bad and i was like okay just get to this part right here this is where i went i think it was a pretty good part and that's what happened as soon as they fell off the bridge erica ran to the bathroom and i got to watch 45 seconds of the movie I'd never seen before. And I think wow. that's the slowest. I think that's the slowest part of the movie to me when, well, kind of like the part, the part I missed was like them getting swallowed by the eel and then Peach driving through the kingdom telling the toads to evacuate. That's what I missed in my 45 seconds. So I really missed pretty much nothing because when I came back, I saw Donkey Kong and Mario in the eel and I knew that. They were in the eel, and then they once they get out, of course, it shows the eel them leaving the eel. But I think the slowest moment of the movie is actually probably Mario and Donkey Kong inside the eel talking to each other. That's the thing. That scene could have been so much longer, but it got cut like real yeah. quick. You know, freaking. It did. <laughs> D- DK complaining about uh, Cranky thinking he's a failure, and Mario feeling the same. And then instead of like having like a little heart to heart, like you would have expect, DK is like, "Nah, your dad was right." Yeah, no, that was so funny. I do. Your think dad was right. Pretty- you are a failure. I do. I did like that in this movie. I feel like with him and Luigi, there's no like uh, fighting, which I like. I don't want yeah. that. But with him and Donkey Kong, it's it's the complete opposite. And there's this sort of like banter, sort of friendship. It's almost like a Han and Leia type of thing. You know what I mean? Just sands the romance. But like, I really like that. And I feel like the moment when they're like like floating before the eel kind of swallows them up, like and they're arguing, and then they kind of get in there and they're arguing. I feel like that was just really great. You know, in, in an hour and a half, it did a lot to develop their uh, friendship. So. Honestly, the the scene-to-scene breakneck pacing is honestly reminds me a lot of Rise of Skywalker, except for this movie, it made sense, and it did not. This is the best breakneck pace movie I've seen. Like, I've, you know, Jurassic World Dominion, you know, that was breakneck. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, breakneck. It's becoming a new thing. But this Mario movie is teaching them how to do it. Yeah, it it did it right. Yeah, Yeah, It's like, you know, as much as... Because we could have spent... There could have been, like, 25 minutes where... You know, Mario and Donkey Kong are in the eel, and it goes to other characters, and it cuts back to them bonding. It goes to other characters, and it cuts back to them bonding. We've seen that kind of thing in other movies before, but, you know, for the purpose of this movie and what it was trying to accomplish, do we really need 25 minutes of Donkey Kong and Mario bonding? No, they got caught by the eel, they they figure it out, they get out. Boom, we're continuing on with the plot. Plus, hour and a half movie, that's a very good, like, time for kids. Like, 90 minutes is the kids' movie length. We don't need cool. a two-and-a-half-hour Mario movie epic, though I'm sure... Nestor be cool. Oh yeah, man. I I I take a I take a five hour movie shoot. 
I think it does that that time that brief time we get with them two talking is like really good development and gives some personality to DK other than just coming into the arena. You know, so I really like that. And I feel like if you if you didn't if you hadn't split up Mario and Luigi, then you don't really get that scene between him and Mario that that uh, lands as much. So it's a good contrast. Yeah, where they're like powering up and running through the kingdom and stuff, Mm -hmm. taking out dudes like that's a really cool. scene. Also, Donkey Kong looks really cool when he has the fire power up. Dude, first time we've ever seen that. Yeah, yeah that looked cool. really cool. Like, he had this, like, he looked like Donkey Kong, but, like, his hair was ever so, more like, lightly red, more red, but still looked like Donkey Kong. Um, but did I skip ahead of things you wanted to say, Nestor? I know we're kind of... Uh, no, nah, you pretty much, you nailed it. I mean, you know, they got swallowed by the eel. Um, Bowser is coming, LOL. <laughs> you know, Peach evacuates <laughs> Toad City. Then she gets yeah she gets up to her to the castle and she's like Bowser's on his way here now, we gotta leave and they all start evacuating and then it gets to where Toad's like I told you I wasn't gonna leave you and then Toad's like sticking with her and they go out to like Love the em. same the the area where the pipe is that they leave the castle and that's when Bowser kind of shows up with his floating lava island and um, says hey will you marry me and she's like ew no. And he's like, all right, all right, torture the toad. And then toad gets freaking, like, you use the force on toad and, like, choke him out. Doesn't he, like, drop the flowers or something? He, he, he fumbles. Doesn't he kind of fumble when he's talking to nah, her? No, he walks up to her and, you know, he does the, uh, love really makes a guy come out of his shell. <laughs> and then, like, Peach is just, like, looking at him. And he's like, I told you she wouldn't like that line. And you get Kamek's hand, like, oh, coming right. off the screen. He's like, you're doing great. You're doing great, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but then he basically says hey if you're not going to marry me then I'm going to destroy the entire kingdom and all your toads and then Peach is like well shit I guess I have nothing else to do I guess I'll marry you if you just leave my toads alone and what I was confused about though it was like she basically says I'll marry you if you just like leave my toads alone but then when they're at the wedding not to jump ahead again but when they're wedding at the wedding he's about to sacrifice all of these people including Mario's brother and the donkeys, donkey, or I'm sorry, the Kongs and the uh, the um, the penguins and all that. Shrek and, interfering and her, in the he was, yeah. <laughs> donkey. Um, he's about to kill them, sacrifice them all in her name. That's what he says. I'm gonna sacrifice them all in her name. But like, I kind of figured that like part of Peach's agreement to get married was like, don't sacrifice my friends. But he was still going to, I guess, just not the hey, toads. They weren't toads, all right. My man is right. Yeah, I guess, I guess, but um. I love yeah, when there so, was the the portal scene, just like an end game, and and uh, the whole DreamWorks universe came through. Yeah, and Donkey and everyone. <laughs> Shrek just comes to the portal. Well, I have to save my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Brian. I like that. <laughs> I got a good laugh out of it. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, and I was really impressed that I, I thought once again I thought it was going to be stereotypical and be like, you know, Peach is now going to get married to Bowser to save the the you know save her toads. And she was going to be helpless because she didn't want her toads to die. But no, like it immediately shows like I I don't even think three full minutes of screen time had passed. It's like Toad handing her the bouquet and being like, and she's like, you got the right one or whatever. And she's like, yeah. And it's like, oh, that's actually a power up so we can take out this this evil Koopa guy. Great moment to really showcase, though, how good of a person and how selfless Peach is. Like she's going to marry this complete like awful person yeah that she doesn't like who's imagined who's already imagined his whole life with her that he's already like framed projected her own personality in his mind 
And she's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do this because I don't want him to get hurt. I don't want anybody else to get hurt. You know what? I, you know what I hate? And not, not to be gross, but like when I when Super Mario Sunshine came out and I got it and I, I was probably. Here we go. I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. Well, th- this is the first game that introduces Bowser Jr., correct? That's the yes. first game that introduces Bowser Jr. And the rumor amongst my friends in school was that baby or that Bowser Jr. was Peach's kid. And also, I think, isn't there one point in the game where Bowser Jr. thinks yes. that Peach is his mama? Mm. And and okay. then, so so then, like, as a kid... With not much sexual education, but still slightly kind of knowing what sex is, I'm like, did Peach sleep with Bowser? <laughs> like, I remember playing the game and I'm like, I cannot I believe I that. that Peach would sleep with Bowser. And I can't believe Mario would want to, like, be with Peach after she slept with the freaking dinosaur. What? <laughs> and, ba- and Bowser Jr. is is half human, half Koopa? I was like, ew, I hate that. And it wasn't, it was actually years later where I got confirmation that no. I got confirmation. Confirmation. Yeah, I actually, I had my sinuses reacting up this morning, so I sound a little nasally. Um, I got confirmation that, uh, no, that's not. <laughs> no. There's no, no way. Not. Shutting that out real quick. Bowser is not with Peach in that way, but that was not, that was an unpleasant thing about Sunshine back in the day. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know any of that, though. Though I do wonder who Bowser Jr.'s mother you is. Know, it, there never that, was a that's Bowser. That's the funny thing. Name. We still don't technically know, but uh, there was like a it was like a little Q and A video with Miyamoto, and one of the questions was, "Who's Bowser Jr.'s mom?" Deadpan, silent, points at himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, this isn't. I think Miyamoto's one of those people who's like, guys, this is just a game. We're having fun. You know, yeah. bro. It, do we really need an answer? I mean, like, if you really think about it, everybody was delivered by a stork. All right. Hmm. Bowser just maybe Bowser Bowser's express- asexual yeah, he, he, or not asexual. Um, what's the term for he can produce babies himself? <laughs> which is even nasty. Which is also nasty. <laughs> but <laughs> he expressed order. He expressed order to kid. All right. That's 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 all we need to know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's not like blood related. Like he just got an egg and he and it and it looked kind of like him and he raised it. You know, adopted. Chances are we're, we're never gonna know, and that's fine. Yeah. Until one day, randomly, we're playing a game and like, you know, Bowsette shows up, you know, <laughs> like, like actual. You know, and we're like, oh wow, okay, I guess this is it. So. It's kind of nice though to have something that doesn't always have all the answers to it it's kind of refreshing i think i mean yeah but who's who's bowser jr's mom is basically like who are the blue wizards from lord of the rings same thing yeah. totally you know lots of theories though on youtube i'm sure oh yeah i'm gonna go check now to see <laughs> <laughs> but you could take us forward man so where are we at all right we year? got we got mario and uh dk having that little moment in the eel and then the eel burps and they they land they land at dk's car and they're like oh shit we got one more rocket barrel left and that's how they escaped the eel. They weren't even in there for, you're right, like, they weren't even in there for more than three minutes. Yep. Yeah, it was very yep, cool. I, uh, that's definitely a thing on YouTube, apparently, so going to X out of that. But uh, <laughs> what, what what'd you look up, Josh? Well, I said I said uh, in the YouTube search, I said, who is Bowser Jr.'s mother? And the first video has like a thumbnail, a peach in a bikini sitting on top of Bowser. Nope. And I was like, okay. Don't like that. <laughs> Research like that. purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> whole lot of nope for uh, me, dog. Oh, and man. yeah, the whole uh, the whole escape sequence on that barrel is straight out of Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical That's Freeze. I'm like, 
I'm like, why is there no Diddy here? This should be Diddy in Donkey Kong, you know? Soon. Right? Because then that would... Yeah. Soon. Yeah, soon. Soon. What, Nestor, what, you know, outside of just a direct sequel to this movie, what movie in this, like, Nintendo-verse would you want to have next? I mean, besides the very obvious one that I want to have next? Luigi. Well, yeah, I guess I should, <laughs> I should have said aside from that, too. But uh, aside from Luigi's Mansion, just to make it a little more challenging. Man, I want a Star Fox movie, dude. Uh, I cool. I love Star Fox, and for the longest time, like all I, they've done that IP dude, dirty. Why do they keep retelling sixty four? It's so asinine. Yeah, and honestly, I I loved sixty four. I loved Adventures, and I loved Assault. But then they just what happened? I don't know. I don't mean to. I don't want to get us off track, but like, did when the sixty four came out, did every one of their like characters just have like the sixty four attached to their to their games? Most of them. We never Starting we never really. got a Metroid sixty four. Um, yeah, no, no match. Yeah, like a lot of 64 games are just this 64. Hmm. Yeah. Looks cool looking back, you know. I wasn't really aware of it at the time. I mean, not, not to get on too long of a tangent here, but like the Star Fox games oh, for the course. most part have like, they're, they're a little bit like choose your own adventure, you know? And there's like a bunch of different endings in, um, in a couple of the Star Fox games that I, you know, it gets your imagination going. You're like, where, what could they do if they like, move some stuff around and actually like expanded the universe a little bit and they did up to a point and then they reset it all the way back down to zero uh you know in star fox zero for the wii u which did not sell well because of its control scheme being so freaking weird man one of the next times we do like a nintendo retrospective i don't know what console but like we gotta have you on for that like a specific one like gamecube or wii or wii u or I, I have this weird like association with Wii U because I remember like talking to Brian and Justin a lot around that time, and I think they had a little bit of excitement. But Brian was kind of like, I think you were telling me Brian that you were like, this thing isn't is kind of like DOA dead on arrival. I mean, the, I knew the console was DOA, but I I did. Justin got one first. I ended up getting a Wii U as well because I wanted to play Twilight Princess HD like that. As soon as Twilight Princess HD was announced, I was like, I'm going all in on the Wii U. I don't care. I I love that. How game How long was much. that console's lifespan? Like at least until the Switch came out. 12 to 17, so five full years, but it was five extremely dry, unsuccessful years. It was basically just people waiting for the new Nintendo game to come out, and everyone get excited about the game, and then dead silence. And, and and the games didn't really move consoles. That's the thing, is like, Super Smash Bros. would come out and sell 10 million copies or something, but it's because there was 10, 12 million Wii U's out there. Yeah. Like they wouldn't so that was their consoles. Xbox One era? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but way worse than the Xbox One, sadly. Like, the oh. Xbox One looks like a critical darling compared, because I think the Xbox One still sold 40, 50-plus million consoles. I don't and know, the Wii U, perspective, I don't, then. Did the Wii U ever hit 20 million? I don't, I don't think, think it, it did. did. Yeah, it, it was a lot it was of, um, it was a lot of really weird choices, because I, I remember at the time, too, when 3D World came out, uh, it was received well, but it's not like a, your full 3D open sandbox Mario, so, like, that was a big issue. That didn't help move systems. Oh, yeah. Felt like they didn't have a Mario main Mario yeah. game. Yeah, and it almost happened with the with the 3DS, too, because I got that on launch. It's the only Nintendo system I've gotten on launch was the 3DS. And, like, I don't know... I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Like, they were, like, fresh off the Wii. They were like, oh, yeah, we've got, like, the biggest sales. You know, we're all good. But they released two systems without their biggest names backing them. All right. The biggest thing going for the 3DS was that <laughs> Ocarina of Time 3D was going to come out like within a year. 
yeah. you know, 3DS release with like a freaking port of Rayman 2. Uh, Steel Diver. Steel Diver and Pilot Wings. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't a good launch at all. Yeah, man. Oh. But... Rough yeah, era. and then and then you you see the difference when they come out with the Switch and they come out swinging with Breath of the Wild, and then that holiday season they come out with Odyssey. Yeah, and plus Mario Kart Eight Deluxe gets put out quickly, which becomes like one of their biggest selling games of all time. Yeah. It's just Mario Kart Eight so in the Wii U. That's still the current Mario Party, or I'm sorry, uh, Mario, Mario Kart, Kart yeah. main Mario Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart. Deluxe for the Switch is literally the Mario Kart from I think 2013. On but the they Wii just U. keep adding DLC to it. Yeah, well, that, that was a recent. Well, yeah, thing, actually, yeah. yeah, they are still adding DLC. They, Tracks, yeah, that's wow. fantastic, dude, that they supported they, that long. And it's got like over 50 million sales. That's so refreshing. Yeah, it's, if you look at the Switch sales charts, it's still topping the charts, and it's been topping the charts for the last like three years. But when it was on the Wii U for years, it like never cracked. I don't even know if it cracked 10 million. You know, which is crazy because wow. just nobody had the. The thing is, the Wii U, like it was expensive. Like the Wii U was three hundred and fifty bucks. I think that might most of the time it came in with came with the packing game, but three hundred fifty dollars, and that's when only a year after it launched. So like it didn't launch with many games at all, and then a year after it launched, you could get an Xbox One or a PS4. PS4 was fifty dollars more than a freaking Wii U, which it's like no brainer to people hmm. and then like you you had the tablet controller and even though they said at one point you'd be able to buy more that never actually yeah, happened it never happened and all multiplayer games just featured the tablet controller plus additional controllers either wii u pro controllers or like regular wii u controllers it was really convoluted and i remember seeing um i was watching it live the uh, uh reggie was on Jimmy Fallon's, you know, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Fallon mistook the Wii U as an uh, as a controller add-on for the Wii, and Re- Reggie had to correct him, and like that was so representative of the general public not understanding what the Wii U was. It seemed like a three hundred and fifty dollar controller add-on, and everyone was just like, like all the mainstream people were just like, I'd rather just keep my Wii that I already own. They'd pay another three hundred fifty bucks for a controller. Yeah, man. But it wasn't a controller; it was an HD full new system. But nobody. That is fascinating. Yeah, that, that made me realize yeah. really early on that, like, yeah, we're super in the know. Anybody that we know is super in the know because of us. But the general public doesn't know jack, dude. Also, the Wii, the Wii U console itself, other than the fact that it was literally longer, it looked exactly like yeah. a Wii. It just didn't, didn't stand. Yeah, it was, it was a Wii laying down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Actually, the Wii U came with stands, though. Shoot, it did? I have them right here. Yeah. And I never got yeah, one. I, I got mine refurbished, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it came with, it has little notches and it came with stands. So, yeah, it literally looked like, unless you could tell that it was longer, it looked like a Wii. It had the same, like, color scheme. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, the title of the name was, <laughs> that looks like a Wii. I even remember, like, friends of mine making fun of it like doing like a- ambulance sounds like wee 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 like <laughs> it was it's just a terrible name for a console too cuz what does the u even mean like let's say i understand for a moment that it is a separate console what does the u mean it wasn't Wii 2 it wasn't super wee to me it, it sounds Wii almost kind of like how you have the xbox series x and then the yeah, s you know nah, there there was like there was some reasoning behind it they're like oh yeah you know do you remember meverse yeah, oh, Nintendo yeah. tried to make their own little social media. It's like, oh yeah, the you know the Wii's you, <laughs> you can upload your own stuff. 
And the weird thing too is like the hardware specs, like you understand, so the, the 360 came out in 2005. The Wii U came out in 2012, so seven years later. The Wii U had the same specs comparatively as the 360, except it had like one bottleneck that made it not work as well as the 360. Wow. And this is 2012. So Man, we're going to have to get back on track, yeah. but like that, you guys could tell listening that that's like A an Wii episode, episode in of itself. Dude, I love the Wii U. Yeah, Let's do that's, it. That's an episode in of itself we're going to have to do at some point. Holy cow. Yeah. That's, okay, take us forward, Nestor. We, we got oh, way yeah, on. Oh, no, yeah, we totally there. did. All right. That's my bad. That's my bad. We got the wedding scene. Like, the actual wedding. Toad walks up to Peach, gives her the bouquet. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You see uh, you see everybody sitting down at the pews. You see my boy King Boo. Oh, my God. <laughs> the only Boo in the whole movie looking so good. You say your boy King Boo, I'm going to say my boy King Boo. Okay. Because that's, that's my childhood. <laughs> nah, for real. And I love the way he sits down, like, in between two Koopas that are already, like, pretty close to each other. One dude's around his arm on his right side. The other dude is bouncing back and forth. You can hear, like, you can hear, like, the points racking up. He's like... And then, and then, yeah, and Bomb Bomb's like, I've seen this before. Let me stop. You. Yeah, and then the pew next to King Bob Bomb, if you notice, there's a there's a little there's a regular Bob Bomb, and he like double takes, notices that it's King Bob Bomb, and then like he stands up all proud. It's oh, like that's my yeah, king. dude. Even though he's about to be blown up, bunch of little background elements yeah. in that scene. Great. Now, Josh, I don't know if you know this, but and correct me if I'm wrong, unless uh, Nestor, because I'm always afraid, because I, I feel like I know Mario pretty well, but I'm always afraid I'm going to say something, and you're going to be like, actually, actually? In, in 1986, this was done before, but this this whole wedding scene is like paying homage to the end of Super Mario 3D World, the Wii U game, because that the whole ending of 3D World is like Bowser dressed up in like a wedding suit. Odyssey. Isn't that... Was it Odyssey? What does he dress up as in, in 3D, 3D World? 3D World? He doesn't... He turns into a cat. Damn, I guess I mean Odyssey. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, but that was actually more of just a mistake and not a nah, uh, yeah, no, you, you, thing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're off. Yeah, I'm going to have to do an episode on that game. Man, That's what is... Yeah, but I feel like... Is it just a cat suit at the end of 3D World he's dressed up in? He doesn't have a top hat in that he's game? Got the, he's got the pimp mobile. Ah, he dressed up like a pimp. No, he didn't dress up. That's he just, he just had the of. car. He had, he no, had no hat. hat. Damn, my oh, turn, turned into Meowser. Okay. That was the last fight. Well, they paid they paid homage to Odyssey. My bad, but wow. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Take us forward. Next yeah. Week. He, you know, he wears the wedding suit from Odyssey. Peach as well. Uh, and we get the the shot of no wait. Yeah. Right as that's happening, we get we get Peach, you know, punching Kamek in the face, grabbing the ice flower, and just going to town on everybody. Yeah, like, and I, I didn't expect that when I first saw it because I was like, I thought Peach was just going to play damsel in distress here, but she had a plan. She's like, you think I'd actually marry him? Yeah, kind of. You <laughs> He's like, yeah, he does. He does really path- That was such a good performance. Bowser was like, really pathetically, he's like, yeah, kind of. Like, you know, like, Peach, don't ruin my dreams. I sing about you. But, uh, yeah. And then picture they go Brian's the- face like you open the veil, and then it's Brian's face, and he's like, oh, you thought I'm actually going to do this? You thought I was going to go through with it? You, you loser. <laughs> but then she shoots ice at the chain, which keeps uh, all the, the people from falling in the lava, including Luigi. And they go on this whole fight spiel. And then um, I can't remember how much exactly, what what ex- how much fighting occurs before Mario and Donkey Kong show. So she, she freezes Bowser, and then she starts freezing a bunch of the minions. And then we cut real quick to... 
DK and and Mario being shot down, and they have that really cool little sequence where they just run through all of Bowser's minions. DK turns into fire. DK Mario gets the mushroom. Yeah, you get one of the coolest awesome pieces in the in the whole film. Love that, I love that set part. pieces in this. What, what music was it playing? Or I can't remember. Oh lord, uh, we got a little bit of Super Mario Bros. We got a little bit of the athletic theme from Mario Three. We get, uh, yeah, yeah. It was mostly Mario Three stuff. You know, I forgot to mention. Um, there was a couple things Erica pointed out when we were at the movie that I didn't notice before. And um, earlier in the movie, when they when they're walking through like Yoshi's Kingdom or whatever, or the Yoshi area. Mario's eating the fruit that you feed Yoshi into yeah. Mario World. I never noticed that. I was just so because I remember as a kid playing that and just like always, you know, tongue using Yoshi's tongue to grab that fruit. So I was like, oh wow, that is what he's the one Yoshi cool. standing there drinking water is the pink one, my favorite. Pink. Oh, your oh, no. favorite one? Yeah, one? Nice. he was on the cartridge for Yoshi's thought... story on the sixty-four. That's why. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I thought when we saw that brief moment in the movie that I thought we were going to maybe see them later somehow, some way, and then we just yeah. never did. They're like, we got to we'll, save we'll, that for the sequel. Yeah. yeah. Got to save something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we got, we got the boys running through all the minions. We got really cool shots of, uh, of Mario doing the spin jump from 64. Yeah. Turns into... I also love how Mario and Luigi will do that run where they have their hands out. Yeah, dude. The P-Wing the P- yeah. run. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, were they yeah. like that or whatever? You know. Yeah. Oh my God! Every I started uh, the first time I've ever seen that was in my recent playthrough of Odyssey, and I was losing my shit. I was like, "This is like a Naruto run type of thing." I was, it was hilarious looking. Yeah. And when I saw it in the movie, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like that part, made, I was the only one who laughed, and then I felt really embarrassed because everyone else is like, "Oh, I don't." No, you were, you were alone, weirdo. Every showing that I've been to, uh, that there have been adults in the audience, they laugh when they see you know them doing the run because they, do. they know what it's from. Okay. I yeah. love it. And like, that, love, and that piece of music is really cool too, because uh, when Mario grabs, like when he's about to grab the the leaf to turn into to turn into the tanuki, um, mm-hmm. you can hear the the P wing sound in the, in the actual track of the music. So you hear the, <laughs> you know, he, gra- he grabs cool, the leaf man. and he starts flying. Oh. Yeah, so cool. Man, they did such a good job. Is there anything you have not caught in four showings now? I swear, man, you got it. You're an encyclopedia right now of all Bro. this. We'll find uh, out after his fifth yeah. showing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the I'm things fine. I missed on the podcast, the follow up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the the lost levels that'll be the episode title. Yeah, <laughs> and then we get uh we we get cut back to Peach fighting uh everybody. She spears again and throwing at her. She grabs one, throws it upside down, sticks it in the lava, tosses it at King Bob-omb. <laughs> yeah, sets him on fire, and King Bob-omb's like, oh shit. Rest in peace, Pringles, man. <laughs> yeah, basically. Wow. Uh, and then the yeah, the okay. ice on the chain gets loose. The prisoners start getting relowered. Uh, Luigi barely, like you know, tries to like hold on. He falls off, and Mario saves him. Yeah. And, my f- and then little- like, and then and Mario's like, "I told you if we're together, nothing bad can happen." And then once they land, Luigi's like, "Mario, why do you look like a what was it like a like dog?" A bear. Right? He says something different. A bear, yeah, a bear. And yeah, Mario, why do you look like a bear? One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, dude. Every time I've gone back to watch it, it's the only scene that I'm like, "Fuck, dude." 
you know, I, tears well yeah, up, dude. The brotherly love is it's real good. in this movie. Oh, I, yeah. And I, Josh said it earlier, and I totally agree with him. Like, I'm really glad they didn't make Mario and Luigi have some kind of rivalry or, like, shit-talk each other, because that would not have sold as That's well. That's too tropey. This, no, and it's never, yeah, ever been like that. In the RPGs, that when they're together, like... Whenever they get separated and they reunite, it's always Luigi running, to, running, hugging Mario and crying, <laughs> and Mario just giving him pats Aww. on the back. You know, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's really that's cool. Awesome. Huh. And then Bowser breaks out. He's fucking pissed, and he summons the Bonsai Bill. <laughs> yeah. So wait, he's was like, this that's after it, Mushroom the Kingdom's gone? Is this after the little moon or the little thing like blows up, right? Am I forgetting you that? Bomb or what? No, it wasn't. The, you know, in the the cage, the little like, the, I, I don't know what it was. I'm forgetting now. But the little thing the that kept saying like nothing but the sweet. You know, can't wait for the sweet release. Oh, she doesn't yeah, die. Luma. Didn't she like no. blow up? No. Oh my god. She's, at, she's after. She's at the credit sequence. <sighs> the That's me seeing it one time. <laughs> yeah. That's what Not I can. Luma. Luma's upset. They didn't <laughs> hit okay. the line. That's okay. I dude. said. That's okay. I referenced um, Wedding Bowser in 3D World. Yeah, so gosh, guys. So get on my level. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Nestor's like, oh, I'm here with these plebes. Uh, thank God you're here, man. Thank goodness. We got giant-ass Bonsai Bill about to nuke the Mushroom Kingdom. Mario slaps it in the eye with his tanuki tail, gets him to chase him around the Mushroom Forest, leads it back to the pipe that they came in through, goes in, destroys it and the pipe starts imploding and pulling everything into it yeah pretty neat idea of way to dude this movie follows so many of the same beats to me as this 1993 live action one like i know that movie gets shit but holy crap there's it's like it's like the same because okay correct me if i'm wrong didn't shigeru miyamoto he like helped work on that movie no they didn't they were they were being off okay well i i feel like i have to be wrong since i'm talking to you but i read that they sold the rights to the to the Mario movie for less money than they were offered, so that Miyamoto could have some involvement in the '93. World. No, they. I'm not saying he had the same amount, but I think they sold it uh, for that much because they were offered the uh, they were offered the royalties on like the toy sales. Huh. Okay. I don't remember. Either. I don't know. You're. I'm sure you're right, but. Either way, like the, uh, I mean, you think about the 1993 one, it's like uh, Mario and Luigi, they are, you know, living a regular life in Brooklyn, they, they get in a van, that the van that's also breaking down, just like the one in, in this movie, and they, um, they're plumbers, and they go on jobs, and, uh, you know, in this one, they make a mistake, because Pelt. they don't make a mistake, in the original, it's the Scapellis, the, the other plumbers Pelt. that, like, sabotage them, but in this one, it's, like, the dog, and then... They end up going like deep beneath Brooklyn, and the live action one, they end up going through a portal in a wall that takes them to another dimension, which is the Mushroom Kingdom, except it's called Dino Hatton. And then in this one, they go through deep beneath Brooklyn, they go through a pipe and takes them to the Mushroom Kingdom. Now, one looks like Blade Runner, one actually looks like Mario. <laughs> but then they have like, you know, I mean, in the live action one, King Koopa. He wants to, not only does he want the meteorite, but he does want to be with Daisy. And Daisy is effectively Peach in the original. Then you have in this one, you have Bowser who wants to be with Peach. And uh, he, he doesn't have the same desire to like bridge the dimensions that the other one had. But eventually, the dimensions do get fused a little bit at the end. And you have like uh, King Koopa coming in and turning uh, Scapelli into monkey. monkey. Uh, um, and then you have like at the end of this movie, you was have, that like a really uh, bad tease of Donkey Kong at the time? Like I don't, I can't imagine that's correlated, but I imagine 
Yeah. Could movie. have been a lot of things. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you have effectively, like, a lot of the same. I mean, they meet Toad in, the, in live action. They meet Toad in this one. Um, you know, I don't know. There's, they there really are a lot follow, of similarities. You they make follow a lot, a lot of, of the same plot structure. Um, but anyways, getting to what uh, Nestor was saying, they get pulled into Brooklyn. And, um, well, I'll just let you go for it because you have it more specifically. Oh, yeah, dude, uh, which, Nestor, but. bro, I was not expecting this to go back to Brooklyn. I, I was expecting the boys to just I be stuck even, there. Yeah. Yeah. I like this a lot, especially because you get to see Mario's and Luigi's yeah. again. Yeah, like, they get to That's see them. Boys! They get to see That's both of them be heroes. So that was that was. Yeah, yeah so they they get pulled into Brooklyn. Mario runs into Spike. Was about to beat his ass for being standing in the road. <laughs> uh, Bowser's freaking castle like blows through the ground. Uh, Break on through to the other side. Did you know Spike's original name was yes, Blackie? Yes, I did. <laughs> They had to change it because a little racist sounding, even though, and, and he is a white character, which is interesting, but they they called him Blackie. Same name as uh, Umbreon in Japanese for, you know, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. So Bowser shows up in Bowser Brooklyn. Bowser shows up in Brooklyn, yeah, all... beats the ever-loving crap out of Mario. <laughs> yep. He does. Mario's, like, literally sitting in that, and I knew this was going to happen when he gets thrown into the same shop. I believe it was Punch-Out Pizzeria. Punch-Out Pizzeria. Right? He gets thrown into it against the same screen that they were watching their commercial air on at the beginning of the show, and 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 Mario's laying there like bruised up, and he's like, I, you know, he can tell he's like, I don't think I can do this, and then the TV like screws up and replays the part like, it's me and my brother Luigi set out to save save a Brooklyn, save save a Brooklyn, 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 and he's like, <laughs> which is like it's glitching. That's not actually exactly all it said in the original, but it's like. He's like, man, me and me and my brother, we do have to save Brooklyn, and that's where he gets the strength. And during this time, Donkey Kong, which I thought was really cool, Donkey Kong, like, he's tougher than Mario, but not as tough as Bowser. So Donkey Kong's like, I'm going to take on Bowser while Mario's out. And you see Donkey Kong out there, like, Background. going at Bowser. Yeah. Bowser's like, ah! You know, they're fighting, and then once Mario comes back out, it's like Donkey Kong's getting his ass beat, The too. only other time and, uh, that we get yeah. one of the in-game Bowser voice clips to play, too. I thought that oh, was pretty cool. I what you going to say, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 where he gets, oh, the, like, the, yeah. like, the angry kind of sound he makes, yeah, very cool, but, uh, yeah, take us forward here, I want to make sure you get, because you'll get the detail. Yeah, everybody, right. everybody's, uh, you know, being, being held at Superior Point, uh, Mario, Mario comes back out, you know, he just doesn't know when to give up, uh, yeah, so Bowser says it again, he's like, you just don't know when to quit, do you? And he's like, I've been told that before. Yeah, by Peach earlier. Yeah, Pe- Peach kicks the uh, the superstar out of Kamek's uh, magic, magical hold. Mario yeah. makes a mad dash where Bowser breathes fire. My boy comes in with the save. Captain America. Yeah. Dude, one of my favorite moments. One of my fa- they get they needed to give I was like what's he gonna do where's Luigi and then yeah totally shows the brotherly up love gives him chills because there's that part where Mario's like he Mario's like he's about to get hit by fire and he looks out and like Luigi's got like the garbage can shield or whatever it is mm-hmm. and 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 he's like Luigi and then I don't know what Luigi says back to him but it's like a brotherly moment and then and then doesn't Mario like reach out for yeah. his hand and then that's when they grab the star together they grab um, the dopest- star and holy shit dude coolest. Remix of the of the Starman theme, ever. What a cool moment! This is this. Is, what a way yeah. to go out on this movie! Like it's such. Are an you epic just like scene. happy laughing in the theater when you see this the first time? Oh, Master? dude, chills. Like, amazing. Yeah. You guys ever? Well, Josh might not have, but 
have you seen uh Super Mario Bros. Z, Brian? Super Mario Bros. Z. E. I don't know what that is. Z. No, uh, I don't know what that there is. There were these really cool like flash animations on um on new grounds. And it was basically Mario, Luigi, Sonic, Shadow, and Yoshi. And it was uh, like Super Saiyan? Yeah, it was like them versus like a bunch of their enemies. And it was like Dragon Ball Z style choreographed fights with like their sprites from the games. That's what we got here. We got yeah. a freaking Dragon Ball yeah, Z that, fight at the end of this movie, dude. Yeah, they went Super Saiyan with the star. I also want to mention that I thought it was I liked how like when they're starting to run after the star, Bowser has that very like moment we all experience from childhood where like you notice some other kids about to play with your toy, where Bowser's like, No, that's my star and he's like freaking out and he's running as fast as he can, he can't get there quick enough and I, I Bowser was just yeah, on dude. point at all yeah, times. Tries to kick them, they don't move. But yeah. Yeah, and then, oh yeah, Super Saiyan, kick their ass mode. Obviously, for me, big moment, also is a big moment for Erica, was um, spinning Bowser by the tail, 64. (laughs) That was, that had to be there. That had to be there for me, so that was awesome. Um, Yeah, but they just started beating the shit. And wasn't there like a slow-mo portion, too, where he he fights like a hammer bro, and like a couple other guys? I think he goes slow-mo. The slow-mo bit was when, like, all the stuff's falling into the street. Like when when the castle pops up. Uh, oh, that wasn't when they were. In, nah, when they when they're when they're beating the crap out okay. of all those minions. That's all in regular time, and it's cool because you get to see okay. Luigi save uh save Spike from the from the shy guys. He grabs the back of the shy guys like mask, fucking elastic pulls it, lets yeah. it go. You hear the little meow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And then yeah, they, they um, but yeah. So what? So what kind of sums up with them, because they, they spin him into, like, up in the air, and then they kick him down into his, like, Bowser Castle type deal. And then they go up there with Peach, and he's, like, incapacitated, and then they shove the small mushroom in his mouth. Did I, I miss that? I think this whole sequence for me personally was the moment I feel like I realized... Like this movie has got that, like it's got that it factor, like where it, it's it's going to go over well. Like you know what I mean. Like some movies, like you might get that feeling right away. Some of them you don't get it at all, you know. But like you know, I can think of any point, like Jurassic Park, where you see that iconic scene with the Brachiosaurus, you know, and it plays the the theme and everything like that. Iconic moment where you're like, oh wow, this movie's something. And there's a lot of it scattered throughout this movie. But at least for me, not like having played a lot of the games prior. Um, when it gets to this final climactic moment, I was like, man, like this movie's like, you know, I haven't talked to Jeff or Irwin yet who were sitting next to me, but I'm like, this movie's so much fun. It's got yeah, it. You get, you, yeah, and this is this is where his, his, his parents come out and they're like, that's, that's my, my boys. Boy. That's, that's exactly my boys. how I felt, dude. And then you, my boys. And then you saw the dog out there and the dog was like. You know, like, yes. like a smile. I like, oh, yeah, dude. You know, the dog's like, okay, <laughs> rolls his mustache. He's like, you may have destroyed my bathroom, but you saved my house. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we're good now. Uh, so what? What? where's it go forward next, Nestor? I know we're getting right at the end. Yeah, so, you know, you get the, the shot of them saving, saving the city uh, on a newspaper, and then uh, Mario and Luigi waking up in their, what you think is their their like apartment with their folks you know clanking coffee yep. mugs that's what i thought they step outside and they live in the mushroom kingdom baby yeah love this so moment. awesome love this moment uh i dude i was so happy with this uh ending i you know i didn't know what 
to expect uh, when it was going into that, like you said. And you get that reveal, and I'm like, oh my god, man. Now they're all happy and stuff. They're doing better. I was like, look at this character development. Hour and a half. People want to critique this movie? Shut up. You know what I mean? Like, there was some character development in this. Look at the journey they just went on. Now our boys are happy at the end. What's next? You know? Like, what's next? Give me six more Mario movies. I'm ready to marathon them. Hell yeah, dude. You know, and then we... I love happy endings like this stuff. I like when everything turns out fine in the end. That's the kind of person I am. So, like, that played right into, like, my shtick. You know, I loved it. And then, uh, the cast credit starts rolling. Um, I I think this was the sweetest part, too. This is, like, the... This is the last thing that, like, really, like, sealed the deal for me and, like... Like legit, almost made me cry. Was was seeing Satoru Iwata's name at the end, for the credits. Mm. Yeah, okay. he's uh, he's the ex president of Nintendo. He was there. He was there. He, he, passed, yeah, he away. passed away in twenty twenty sixteen. Yeah, right before the launch of the Switch. Okay. And uh, super. Oh man, yeah, we could do a whole episode on him alone, Josh. Was it twenty sixteen? I think it was twenty fifteen. Maybe I think you might be right. He. But right because, around that time. Because I, <laughs> Not to get super real here right now, but I li- literally the story I told Josh before where I like got super depressed before Force Awakens came. I was super depressed. Mm-hmm. I remember like I mean I was in a seriously clinically depressed like really awful state for weeks, and I was bawling she my was eyes rough. out day, day after day. And I remember the uh, um, this is why I know it was 2015. I remember the Game Awards came on, and my dad was like, "Do you want to watch the Game Awards with your brother?" Like I was currently cr- sobbing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, my dad left the room. My brother came down, and, and I tried to, like, stop crying so that I could be around Crate and my brother without crying. And we watched the Game Awards together, and, like, right to, not too long into the show, Jeff Keighley was like, I just want to take a moment to, like, remember Iwata or whatever. And I was like, because Iwata had just died. And I was like, mm-hmm. and the thing, my depression was, like, predicated on death right then. Like, I was mm-hmm. so concerned with death. So, like, I was like, damn, like, I did not need to hear this right now. Like, hey, Wada's gone. Like, this is so sad. Yeah, but, yeah 2015. Yeah, but man. anyways. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, I could just go on about this guy forever. Like, one of my one of my personal heroes, like, master programmer, like, the sweetest dude ever. Like, I, like when the Wii U was doing really bad, um, he convinced uh, his executives and himself to take pay cuts so they wouldn't fire anybody. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. Wow, man. So like, wow. Yeah, that's something you don't get. Real, from real lead by example, dude. Right. Like he, he was, he made yeah. games before he was the CEO of Nintendo. So like, he knew what it was like to be in the trenches. Yeah. And wow. And wasn't it? Isn't he credited with like, even though he passed away beforehand, wasn't he the one leading Nintendo to their like resurgence of success with? with yeah, the Switch? man. He he was he was right there with the Switch. Like, he was right there with a lot of like like. I mean, you still see his name pop up in credits here and there. He had his hand in a lot so of I see stuff. Why, I see why that was an emotional moment for you then. That guy was like a like heart and soul. I mean, he was, a, if Josh, like, honestly, I think if, if you, because like you said, you kind of just ignored Nintendo stuff for many years, but like, mm-hmm. Iwata, you would, you would have been super familiar with him because Iwata was the guy you saw in all the presentations and, and directs and okay, stuff Okay, so I every probably year. have seen him at least. I just yeah, can't. he's got glasses. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you'd remember. Yeah, for man. Sure. Wow. But um, yeah, very sweet. Now moment. the back back into the movie. The the part I, I another part I found really funny to shock me was just like I can't remember if it was like some credits had played I think, and then like the Luma comes out and the Luma's just oh yeah, that was right before the credits start. Okay, and then the Luma just floats closer to the screen and it's like 
you know, what's left except the endless abyss of nothing? And it's like, <laughs> just so it makes you want to play saxophone, huh? Yeah, and then, uh, dun, 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 and then okay. we just starts playing it. Yeah, it's really cool. And then we get to the mid credit scene, which is the other half of the infamous uh, Bowser singing. Uh, this is where he, I believe this is the only part where he actually sings the, like, a thousand troops of Koopas couldn't keep me from yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So this was really good. And then it turns out he's just playing the piano, a mini piano, inside the cage in the Mushroom Kingdom. And one of the toads pokes him, and he's like, no, and Toad doesn't care. Lights out. Do you guys yeah. think the sequel features him still as oh, the yeah. main villain, or do we... Oh, he's gotta be in the sequel. Yeah. Bowser's well, I mean, do you think he's right? the main antagonist still, or do you think they're bringing... No, he's still, he's still the main antagonist. Yeah. So... Okay. Now, several movies in the future, he could end up happening. Yeah, for with, sure. I could see. But, oh. yeah. So, post credit scene, like, the actual post credit scene is the... The sewers of Brooklyn where the pipe was you get uh, an orchestrated piece of the castle theme from Super Mario World yeah yeah the castle theme from Super Mario World and you get a Yoshi egg and it's really like specifically Super Mario World because that's the game that's the first game you could ride Yoshi in and I want the cape needs to be there oh, yeah. in the next movie I want the cape so the, the whole the whole story behind uh Mario World is that they're on a vacation to Dinosaur Island. So I'm like, okay, vacation. Who else was in a vacation game? That was Toadsworth's first that was Toadsworth's first appearance in Mario Sunshine. They could they could mix yeah. Mario World and Sunshine. Sunshine has Yoshi's too. Introduce Bowser Jr., introduce Toadsworth. So we're never gonna get a proper sixty four version on screen then, probably. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Which I take it you you would really like, Brian. I mean, that's my favorite Mario. I mean, that's that's in my top 15, 20 games of all time. Period. Um, that's that's the only Mario game that cracks my top list. Um, cracks these nuts. But, but but to be fair, the Mario sixty four is kind of a plain Jane Mario experience. So they've kind of already covered it in a sense. Like you fight Bowser, you save Peach, you spin his tail around. Like they've paid enough homage. Well, shit, I would take like a. Bomb bombs there, King Super Bomb Mario sixty four movie. That's like Alice in Wonderland like of him jumping in paintings and stuff. I would eat that up. Yeah, Give I don't think that'll aesthetic. happen, but yeah, but, but it'd be a lot cooler. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool. But yeah, I think uh, next movie will probably be a combo of Mario Sunshine, Mario World, and maybe Yoshi's Island. Okay. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. They've done such a great job, and and also it was just yesterday, officially on record, um, Miyamoto saying there will be more nintendo movies coming it's happening yeah i'm telling you man yeah it sounds like the process in in, in uh, uh workman i don't know what to call it but the uh the dynamic between them and illumination was just yeah. super easy not until they got that they got the head dude of illumination on their board of directors now and actually kind of actually well, real, real funny how- real quick the luma was played by that dude's daughter it was like a six-year-old I think. ah that's awesome oh yeah. really that's it's really so cool, cool to get the context of this stuff. Well, I like seeing that Illumination just totally built up their name and their reputation, you know, primarily through Despicable Me and Minions, but also through other things like Secret Life of Pets and Sing and all that. And they, they built this reputation enough to, win t- to where Nintendo felt comfortable, like, partnering with them. And then, let's be real here, like, their biggest movie of all time is going to be the Mario movies. And it's because they built that reputation, and now they have this... I think they have this... Under- I have to imagine they have this understanding of, like, hey... You know, we're Illumination, we know how to make these movies, we're Nintendo, we care about the property, and we both know 
that there is a shitload of money on the table here if we just take the time to do it right. You know what I mean? Like they did they weren't hoping that this movie would make three or four hundred million. They were thinking, oh, we'll probably hit a billion if not more. Pretty interesting to see how well stuff can go when you actually pay attention to the source material and don't try to be too different yeah, man. from I it. Mean, you know, like Halo <laughs> the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, dude, I love Halo. Uh, my someone, character of Halo Reach is my key, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that back when we were reviewing that, Josh, like, because we were very much staying in our, like, stereotypical sacred icon positive selves. But when it came to brass tacks, we gave it our honest review score, and they were low. Yeah. And mine has stayed the same. I think I gave it a 4 out of 10. Josh's has went from like I think he was at a three and he's at like a one now. So Josh's went down over time. It's pretty bad. But it's pretty uh, bad. But if people enjoyed it, that's awesome. And I can't. It has to mean something. It has to say something. The fact that I asked for the 4K series for Christmas and I got it, and I haven't watched it still, and it's almost May. Like, and I'm a person who like rewatches, replays things a lot like that. Like I want to rewatch it, but I never actually want to use my time to on, on the Halo TV series. So, Well, back on but the dude, Illumination with, bit, though, I had to say real quick that like hey, I think this mar- this franchise, wherever they take it, is definitely going to put them on the map because Illumination still kind of relatively like new in the animation department. Uh, Are uh, they? You know, well, yeah, you have DreamWorks, who's been there since the like late 90s. You have Disney, who's been there for all time. And oh, it's only in the last, like, I don't even think Illumination's 20 years old. I don't, old I had, I don't so, think so. I, I mean, think you're still, right that it's not 20 years it's, old. They're still relatively new, despite them being around for like 10-ish years. But I mean, this is, I mean, they've had some successful movies, obviously, but like, I feel like this is going to be another one that adds to them like being deemed in that same stratosphere is like dreamworks. the sad thing is i'm pretty sure their most successful movie of all time before this was minions yeah the first one and it's actually in the top like 25 highest grossing mm-hmm. movies of all time for minions but i mean miyamoto said he's on a mission to make mario as widely recognizable as mickey mouse and yeah like i said man they got movies they I'd got he's on the right track theme park space. do you guys they got games do you guys Think I was gonna say. Uh, do you guys think there's any possible chance? I mean, given, you know, what what is it that what's the theme park? What's the Universal Super yeah. Mario World? Okay, but yeah, you have that that just launched recently. You have this movie that came out and is doing amazing. Do you guys think we see a new Mario game this year, or at least a Mario game of some kind, uh, or Donkey Kong? There is a heavy rumor on Resetera, which doesn't mean it's true, but a lot of times they are that um, they're announcing at the end of this year the net the new Switch. And a new Mario, full Mario follow-up to Odyssey, which it has been, what, six yeah. years come this this fall. Because I think Odyssey. on the red carpet, they asked Miyamoto, like, hey, where's the Mario game to go along with the movie? And he just said, just keep an eye on the Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Ooh, I like It'll that. It'll be cool to see. I, I, it's going to be hard to follow up Odyssey, because I, like, I feel like culturally, the opinion is 64 was amazing, Sunshine let people down, Galaxy was amazing. 3D World let people down. Odyssey was amazing. So it's like, are they going to do amazing twice in a row? Or is it going to be a letdown thing? And I'm not even saying the letdown means bad. Because for me, Super Mario 3D World, some of my best Mm -hmm. Mario memories. And that's a newer title. Like, that's such a great game. But it's not that open world type of adventure Mario game that people And I, I love Sunshine. Like, I fucking love Sunshine, but I get where people are coming from when, you know, they call it frustrating. It's hard for me to play it, man. It's yeah, hard to go back to. You, you'd, I think you'd like it, Josh. You, you, you'd get by just on the vibes. I watched you You put a documentary in there, like, in the Discord, like, 
it's probably like a month ago now maybe but like i watched a good a good portion of that on super mario sunshine so i liked what i saw of it i mean i can tell it's different coming off of i played a lot in my childhood but i was more willing to be frustrated as a kid like i would frustrate my way through the game now i'm just like i play something and like I use the flood to try to navigate, and it screws up, and I die, and then I lose my lives, and I get a game over, and I'm like, nope, I'm not playing you anymore. <laughs> done. I'm done. Do you guys think there's a chance that we'll see like another like 3D All Stars that has like Lost Gal- or Galaxy Two and uh, some other games on there, or no? Zero. Yeah. I, let me ask this one first, Nestor. Zero chance that's going to happen. Here's my theory. I think I'm right about though. When Super Mario 3D All Stars was announced, they announced it as. It's only going to be on sale for a limited time, both physically and digitally. And tons of articles were made about it because people were like, why the hell is Nintendo artificially creating this shortage? Mm -hmm. And no one knew why. And then not too long after, they announced the Switch Online game, Game Pass thing where you can download games. And one of those games was Super Mario 64. So I think what happened was they were in production on the 3D All-Stars thing before they fully committed to the idea of forcing that stuff behind a subscription service. Mm, And then once they put it out, they were like, oh, we're going to have it be limited sale so we can get our money out of it, but also force people into the subscription service. So I think you'll never be able to get those things in a package like that again, which sucks because I personally do not like Nintendo's online service at all. I don't I don't like it. I'm sure Nestor, you probably love it, but I I, mean, I despise it. It's it's fine. Like can't own the games to me is cruel because there's no reason why there could yeah, be an option. Because like Sony's doing it, and you have to, you know, yeah, and you have to like if you if you have shitty like internet or hiccups, it's it's I don't know. There's just input lag and stuff like that. Um, but Josh, you got to get a 3D All Stars copy. It's only going to go up in price, man. You got to get one. <laughs> you said I'm you want one. I'm looking into it. So. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. More on that soon, hopefully. But, yeah, I really, really want it. Super Mario 64, I really, really want to play. I was watching a documentary on that and seeing how speedrunners played that, doing the side flip, doing that uh, backwards, backwards like jump glitch up yeah. the stairs. Yeah, and uh, it was just phenomenal. I mean, the game looks super fun to play. Josh, if you want, because you said it make, like you're not comfortable with it, I can go on Facebook Marketplace, go and purchase the game for you at like 75 80 bucks, brand new sealed, bring it home, and then ship <laughs> it to you. Brian's a real G, you would do that for me. And I then don't I'll ship it shame, to you. But I'll ship it to you, and then you can just refund me the total. Well, I'll keep that offer in mind. I appreciate that. I'm talking to someone right now about potentially getting that. So if I, I like how you said that. I was like, it like sounds like a dating prop, a dating proposition. Talking to like, someone right now about Super Mario All Stars. About 3D. getting a copy of 3D All Stars. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the breakup happens. Like I was just with you for the 3D All Stars. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, we get uh-huh. we finish that scene and the the egg cracks right, and it's, you hear the it's supposed you to be hear Yoshi, the Yoshi right? at the end, and yeah, cuts the black. Yoshi! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amazing, so, amazing tease. To wrap this up again, guys, into wrap these nuts, Josh. You, you use soft twice, shell, but I get I guess that's fine burp, because you know, put a little. Josh, cheese hit on me there. up with the sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know Brian's a little peeved. <laughs> if you if you're you go to Best Buy, okay, and there is one copy of Super Mario 3D All Stars on the Ooh. shelf at regular Look. retail price. Yes, and $60. you go to grab it. You go to grab it, and the second your hand touches it, a little five year old boy's hand touches it as well, and his mother's behind him, and she gives you this look like you're an adult. You're gonna let my son have this copy, right? 
Hit me up with the sound of how you handle the situation. Oh, he wants this copy. He must be looking for Super Mario Odyssey. It's right up here. Let me give you that. Oh, and there's also Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury. Two-in-one combo. I heard Bowser's Fury. No, I want this one. This one, Mom. I came through for this one. This one has excessive violence. You're not going to want him to play that He's lying, Mom. Trust me. No, I promise. I'm an adult. Here's my license. You can tell on my birth date. If none of that works, would you just grab it and sprint to the checkout lane? Oh. Oh, yeah, I'd probably uh, in, in the, like, okay, if I was like as a Mario character, I would grab it, donk him on the head, jump on top of his mom's head, do a backflip across the aisles, and I would like run over, do a mad dash. I, well, I might get like a pickup if there's something there, like a little snack, but then I'll run over to the checkout lane, and they'll ask me if I want to sign up for the Best Buy credit card. No, thank you. Don't ever want that. <laughs> and then I'll get it, get it in the bag, and I'll I'll do that like run like Mario does, where they they puts his arms behind his back, and I'll just sprint to my car. And the mom's but like, I'll help, that over. man stole our copy. You're like, you didn't even, you hadn't even purchase it. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I got a receipt. I paid yep. for it. I own it now. I got it. I was and there. And the kid's crying, and Josh just walks out of there smug as hell. <laughs> 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 That's me. That's uh, me. Happy okay, I got my uh, copy. Yeah, so I'll, not, I'll get on the podcast. Remember. I'll be like, guess what, guys? I got a copy for of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. But you're not going to believe how I got it. <laughs> I got it. I stole it from this kid. <laughs> this I is going to take a whole episode. Yeah. Um, I don't remember, you know, I didn't re-listen back to remember what we all said from the end, so this will be interesting for you guys listening. If you listen part one and part two, I'll ask kind of the same questions. I'll ask kind of the same questions again, and we'll give our opinions. Um, we, jo- me and Nestor have seen it again since then. Josh, you know, he, he's not a true fan. Not a true fan. Hasn't. Not a true so, fan. Um, I'm not a But, uh, or Nestor, like one more time before we get out of here. Uh, least favorite part of the movie, favorite part of the movie, objective score, and... Subjective. Yo, least favorite part, Francis the dog, man. Let him fall out the window, yep, bro. Same. Who cares? <laughs> wow. Josh is like, no steal game life from children. Nestor's no, no. like, dogs can die. Get him out of here. Yep, that's my least favorite part, too. All right, favorite, favorite part, part of the movie. bros reuniting, dude. I love me some yep. Mario RPGs that had that written all over it. Very cool, and uh, um, yeah, my my favorite part is is just the bros sharing brotherly love. It doesn't matter which part, but like to me, every time that happened, my heart went out yeah, to the dude, movie. You, you so left us, you, oh yeah, you power left us wanting more, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Subjective, objective score, Nestor. I don't know if you remember what you said last time, but subjective, ten out of ten. Love this movie. Favorite movie of all time. Seen it four times. I want to watch it at least one more time in theaters. And that, you know, just like how Lord of the Rings was your background movie whenever you were doing stuff, that's my background movie, dude. And I'm going to have that on at all yeah, times. Yeah, that's cool you remember that. That's yeah. cool you remember that. I remember talk. there was this girl that I was obsessed with for years. We talked for years. She liked me, I liked her, but it never, it just never went anywhere. I never made a proper move. We hung out a couple times and it was awkward. And, but we would text all the time and she'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, watching Lord of the Rings. And the truth is, I was always like, also playing World of Warcraft or something. But I always had Lord of the Rings going on on my TV. And by the time we didn't work out, I'm sure she just knew me as the guy who pathetically watched Lord of the Rings daily, you know, because I did. Or you thought that was some excuse or something. I literally would. I remember I'd wake up, I'd start Fellowship. And then, like, by the time I went to bed, I was already partway through Fellowship again. I'd already finished Two Towers, Return of the King. And then I'd just keep going over and over and over again. The cycle. But uh, objective score, Nestor, I think you gave yeah, it an eight. It's still at an eight. For objective. Yep. Yep. I'm at an eight. Objective. Subjective. I'd go. Nine. I don't know what I see. Yeah, yeah. Subjective nine. Objective eight. 
Like I said, same. I have the same favorite and the same least favorite part as Nestor. So almost the same as Nestor, except he, he's a, it's his favorite film of all time. He's at a ten. So and I what believe about you, it Josh? too. I believe it. I, I believe we said in the last episode of some people say that, and we're kind of like, ah, come on, it's too soon. That's but our no. big genuinely. One of me and Josh's it. biggest peeves. So yeah, cool. Because I I will know people that'll be like. I think I think that might have been the best movie I've ever seen. That's that's the that's the that's the that's a ten out of ten. It's perfect. Listen, yeah. listen you know, man, we'll, I had a lot of friends who had uh, you know dads or uncles that worked at Nintendo as a kid. All right, piss me the hell off. So I oh, I always man. present myself as authentically as I possibly can. No, you, yeah. and you do a great job. You do a great it means, job. Yeah, and I believe it. I genuinely. <laughs> Josh, you look like Trump there. You and you do a great job. Okay, you do a great job. Okay, okay. You know, <laughs> no, but I, 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 I have right at Trump. I triple have yeah, Trump. triple. That's something nobody asked for in this Mario episode. If it wasn't a Mario episode, that would just take the name right there, Triple Threat Trump. And they're like, "What is that?" What Watch, is there's that? gonna be there's gonna be a segment in a future Illumination Mario movie where they run into a businessman, and it's like an Illumination like Trump looking guy. Like it's not gonna be it's Trump, like a but it's recreation of the scene from Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I helped this kid find his way. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, Josh, so where are you at, um, objective, uh, subjective? Least favorite scene was, uh, I guess I'd have to probably pick that. I mean, you guys have kind of like, especially going through the plot beats, I mean, that scene with the dog and everything, I mean, while I did laugh, like when the, when he broke the toy or whatever, um, yeah, the rest of it, it did feel a bit out of place. I see where you guys are coming from. So I would probably say that my favorite scene was just the whole Donkey Kingdom initial sequence of them arriving there, take on me playing, I just amazing, amazing. I got, you know, I was, oh, I was wow. like, oh, it's even worse that Erica said that's where the music didn't. Feel yeah, I know. I, that's a banger of a song. I don't know what she's talking about. It's crazy, but um, but hey, teach their own. Um, let's see. Uh, you subjective. Know what, but Josh, I got, you'll you'll love this. You know how in the Lego Movie when I laughed at Abraham Lincoln, you thought yeah. that was hilarious that I. Laughed. I love that. I always. Think of you. I, there was a moment like that that would have totally happened again if you were in the theater with me. Whenever it's the, your favorite part of the movie, when the the main the Kong dude, the random Kong dude, I don't know his name, when he's driving them on the cart and he drops them, he drops them off at the throne room. He drops them off. They get off, and then he spins around and he jumps. He goes off the edge. Yeah. And then after he goes off the edge, like his his like kite thing comes out again, the glider. <laughs> that made yep. me laugh because I don't oh, know. It's yeah. just like they paid so much attention as to make sure they show you. In the background, they show him leaving and then like sailing away. I <laughs> made me laugh, but yeah, no, that would have made me laugh. It, dude, it's funny. I see. I've seen people say too that like they don't feel like the budget that some of these movies get, like for the Illumination movies, like some of the mini stuff. They don't need that kind of budget in these movies. But at the same time, you look at this movie and you think about how many Easter eggs Nestor has mentioned throughout this episode and the prior one. Yeah. All the things he's caught in the background that are not just the focus of the movie, but there for people who are going to take the time to like analyze this. It stuff. makes the I movie mean, feel so much more full. More authentic, so much yeah. more content rich, yeah. So, Josh, you're getting your objective subjective. Yes, yeah, subjective is, uh, I got to give it, I think, a 9 out of 10. I yeah. was at, I think I wasn't an eight or maybe I was a seven, but I mean, just uh, maybe it's like just a Nintendo resurgence for me. Uh, but uh, definitely a nine. Well, that's the great thing about splitting your scores in the subjective objective, right? Like it, when you say subjective, it doesn't matter what score you say. There's it's there's the no fun reason, factor. That's just there's no reason to judge you, right? Yeah. There's no reason to be like, wow, you're dumb because it's right. like it's subjective. Yeah. You know? No, I I had a blast with this movie, and I don't typically go. Since I go to the movie theaters often, I don't typically rewatch movies. I mean, Avatar was probably the most recent one, Way of Water, but um, this one is super rewatchable, especially because of the time too. Doesn't require that much, and it's yeah. not because of the pace. It's not that much. Uh, it's never boring, you know. 
And uh, it's just super fun to watch, man. I mean, I saw a video on TikTok the other day. I think I posted it in the Discord, but this guy literally goes in front of a yeah. crowd in the theater dressed up as Mario, and he's like, welcome, everybody, to the Super Mario Brothers movie. He's like, <laughs> everybody say Yahoo, and you hear the Yahoo, and you hear a bunch of kids saying it, too, and it, like, almost made me emotional, like, when I watched it because, like, you know, I remember when I was that little, and if I saw someone like that, like if I went to see Mortal Kombat and I saw someone dressed up, you know, in like as Raiden or something, and was like, everybody say fighter, you know, fatality, you know, I would have just went fatality, you know, I would have been so immersed in it, and it would have added to the experience, you know, like Josh, it just shapes. Can, the, go, go ahead. Can you and me now? Can you and me now dress up as 1993 Mario and Luigi and go to movie theaters and be like, trust the fungus, <laughs> dude? <laughs> absolutely. See if the See if the kids say it back, you know. Dude, one hundred percent. You know how we talked about before about how like they were gonna be stuff on YouTube of people doing a retrospective of that movie as this one was coming out. Well, I've listened to a bunch of those at work, and everyone always prefaces which how it's not received well. That movie has a genuine cult following. It had oh, it a fan made comic that was a seat that acted as a sequel to it. Yeah, like that. There's that's popular now. Anybody not- who's interested in learning. Everything there is to know about the 1993 Super Mario Bros. movie, go to the com. They have all the deleted scenes, all the cast interviews. Yeah, they they set up in a museum recently to show up props on the movie in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I genuinely love that movie. Uh, objective score, though, of I think a 7 out of 10. Uh, 3 out of 5, I think, is what I gave it. Nice. Um, I think it's a good movie. It's hard to really criticize a movie like this. The target demographic is kids, and adults can enjoy it too because of you know just where Nintendo began. And so I, I mean, mean it's it really appeals to everybody. But there's an interesting question, right? Like let's 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 be very stereotypical and say for like a traditional adult, let's say a tr- old school traditional adult, let's say they decide when they turn 18, they're too old for video games, right? Mm-hmm. How old would you have to be? to have not been in an age group where you would have played Mario. Because Mario is like 40 years old. 1983, 40 years old, is when Mario first came around. Is that right, Nestor? I believe. I looked it up the other day. So you would have had to be, if I'm going off that stereotypical like numbers game, you would have had to be 18 in 83 for this to not, appeal to you in some way right so like 80 let's say that'd be 80 15 uh, 65 so if you were born in 1965 or earlier there's a potential chance that you were never there for like you were never age appropriate for the zeitgeist of kind of missed you by yeah passed you by so Um, so i mean at 65 i mean you'd have to be what's that 35 50 you'd be almost 60 years old to potentially and that's only just potentially never have exposure to mario Likely, there's people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, who still played or experienced Mario either themselves or through their children. So there's just a huge demographic for pretty much almost anyone living right now. There's a decent chance they've had an exposure to Mario. So yeah, and I, I like I definitely agree with that. Like in a lot of ways, even though I say it's like it's more tailored toward kids, like every it applies to everyone. I just think like nowadays, uh, like the hubris of people our age is thinking that things are still made for them when they're not like and that's why you see guys like our age that are like oh it's too many member berries even though that's exactly what they want and then they get Josh. it they hate it you know it's all that fan service <laughs> stuff and it's like you take for example that like there's a scene in this movie and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong if i'm missing something here but like th- it's established pretty early on in this movie that like you know we get the flashback of peach kind of arriving you know and it seems to imply 
that, you know, they well, they say, you know, she's the only human in that kingdom. Yet when Toad sees Mario, there's no reaction to him, like, seeing another human in there. It's not, like, some big deal, well, like it seems Peach, to be implied. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Peach is apparently the only human he's ever seen. But when he sees a second human, it's not some big deal to him. He doesn't react to it. So, I mean, stuff like that is stuff like... What you're like, saying is Waluigi's <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, stuff like that is the kind of stuff people our age would like nitpick and criticize. But I just can't like I mean, in some way, that's that's like a fair point. But it's like this is a damn kids movie. And I played the original Nintendo when I was a kid sitting crisscross applesauce in front of our big TV. But, you know, this is made for a new generation. And I'm so happy to be a part of it and enjoy the heck out of it. And it's like made me all the more into Nintendo. Like literally, if you ask me today, like Brian will love this. If you ask me today where I would rank the consoles and just the brands. Nintendo's at the top, Sony in the middle, Xbox at the bottom. Xbox, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, I love them, but Xbox is always my favorite. (laughs) But I'm so into Nintendo right now that, like, it's just at peak enthusiasm. Like, I've reached a point, I've crossed a threshold, guys, where, like, anytime there's a new Nintendo Direct or, like, new news, I'm going to be paying attention to it, and I'm going to be getting excited, even if I'm not super interested. Whereas it was just a casual thing, like, I'll go read the Twitter updates on that type of thing before. Now, not anymore. So I think at this point, would, it's, couldn't it's Microsoft really just make make more money just running releasing their games and running Game Pass off of PC and not investing all the money into the console? Like, Who knows? Just, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to poo poo on them. I'm just. I mean, I'm joking. They just like, have nothing. I just, it's just crazy. Dude. I'm just seeing. You know. <laughs> I mean, look at look at Nintendo, who has taken this property that they've had since the '80s. That was essentially what established them. You know, and now they have a movie. And this movie is so successful. They they've cut, they bounced back from some consoles that didn't do too well. They bounced back from a movie that, if I'm not mistaken, was technically the first video game movie that yeah. released, and it didn't yeah. do it didn't do well. Based at all. on a video game, it, has it was the first following. movie based on a video game, right? But nobody but remembers cool. it being well. And now they have this, and it's broken all the records we talked about throughout this episode in the last. Uh, so I mean, seven out of ten for me is just you know because they're like the biggest thing for me is probably the breakneck pacing. I'm just tired of seeing that trend in movies, and I don't feel like that gives a lot of growth to character exposition. But this movie also doesn't really need it because what you get is enough to establish these characters, make them all identifiable. They're super fun. I think if you're somebody who's going to see this movie for the first time and you have no preconceived notions of what Mario, Nintendo, or any of that is, you know, I'm gonna go see that Nintendo movie, you know. This is a movie that can get people interested to want to go buy a Nintendo Switch. That you know, it's a system seller. It's a game seller. This is like, you know, it, like it. It's accessible, and I love that about it. And uh, I can't wait for the next one because of it. I, I can't wait to see people that are getting excited for it who weren't previously excited. You know, like parents. Like eventually, there's going to be a point when Brian takes River to certain movies he couldn't give a darn less about, but he's going to take her to because she wants to see it. What's exciting is I might be able to take her to her first movie. Could be like this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a cool concept. But, you know, there could be something like that that would register for you, you know, that might already register for her. That's But that's happening with this movie for other people. And I just – I love seeing how many families were in there. You know, like it was Jeff, Irwin, and I as three adults, uh, you know, all in our 30s. And we're watching this movie having a great time. But you see so many kids in there and you see so many families and people of all ages are going to see that movie. It's just – it's nice to see a movie like this do well, and I'm so used to seeing movies get ripped apart nowadays that are like franchises or at least are some are d- derivative of some IP 
and now you're just seeing this movie like fully embraced. Like the argument has like changed when you saw that Rotten Tomato score, it's changed, and people are basically saying, "Shut up, you like aged out critics that just are so out of touch. You don't understand." You know, like it's, it's gonna funny be, to see that. It's gonna be so annoying when like we're like five movies deep, and like Rotten Tomatoes has given every Nintendo property movie a Rotten Tomato, but then suddenly they give their first ever. 98% critical darling fresh tomato and it's the game and watch movie. We're like, dude, come get real. They'll be talking about how artistic it is and how brilliant it is. It's like, dude, come on. Stop it. Stop the madness here. Uh Josh, what uh what would you say? You said that you know Mario's setting records. If there was a record that a Halo TV series set first, what record do you think it was? Uh biggest fumble in the history of video game adaptations. Ooh. Bro, it was literally written for well, them, it dude. just they had no excuse I mean yeah like I'll just say it real quick it's in a it's a show that's in 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 it has an identity crisis it doesn't know what type of show it wants to be it feels like it feels like it has to be a halo show but it doesn't want to be that at all and it it tries to pay homage to certain things but it does it in the most backwards Chief way possible kinda acts like Bowser in that and movie. like he like he's always upset and like emotional well yeah I just trying to get the I just, girl I, from I, the I didn't rival kingdom. I, like I can get past so much in that Halo show, but it just, I don't even think, some things work as a show, I don't think Halo does. I just don't. Last of Us, beautiful. Makes it would have been a good sense. movie. A good two-hour Denny Villeneuve movie. I, I, yeah, I would have loved to have gotten, you know, when we get to the flood reveal, and to, the, to see them adapt that and really take it and go tonally horror with it for a little bit, like... I would have loved to have seen that. Thank you, 343. Thank See, you. Thank you, Microsoft. Season two, the flood's going to be like a bullet that Master Chief shoots out of a cannon. Like, it's not actually the flood. Like, it's just like a it's like a living bullet yeah. that he shoots. Well, you, know? you know, you make me think of something else, though. And that, considering that that show kind of tanked, I think, universally. Man, I, know, I, know it has I love fans. the Mario 1993 movie so much more than the Halo TV series. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah, me too. But considering that, you know, was something that people were really anticipating and it didn't do well, it's so nice to see this go yeah. well. You know, and I, I'm biased, but if you ask me if I had to choose between the two, which was, which did I want to do well, at least right now, I would say this movie just because of how accessible it is. Like, I don't see people like Halo fans that saw the show and was like, I'm completely turned off of Halo. Like this killed my interest in Halo. It didn't happen. People just moved on. But this was like a celebration for people. Yes. Like, you know, Halo was like another form of content where this movie was like a celebration for fans of Mario, for fans of gaming, for fans of nerds everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it was really special. Nestor, uh, what does it feel like yeah. for you to be able to be at this point, man? Because it's like, you know, the first movie comes out, and yeah, you're little, but like, you know, it, we like we already talked about, didn't go over well and stuff, but you still enjoyed it. I know you have like one of the figures, at least, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I mean, you've been a Nintendo fan your whole life, you know, and you've been so into this stuff. I mean, I got, I, I've said it before, guys, but I'm looking in the background. Luigi's Mansion poster, all these like toys and merchandise and stuff. This guy's room's decked out and he's wearing a Luigi shirt for, for crying out loud, you know? He's repping the colors. But how surreal is this for not only this movie to finally come out, but to see it do so well? I mean, is that like, does that make you emotional, you know, in Dude, a lot of ways? Yeah. I mean, it feels good. It's like the, the very first like feeling that I had when I walked out of the theater the first time I saw the movie was like a feeling of like, you know, like Zen. I was like, I was like inner, inner peace. You know, I lived long enough to see this. I wanted it so bad. It was, I wanted it done a certain way and it was done that certain way. And now we live in a post Mario movie world. What does this mean? 
Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo is such an unpredictable company. Do? Like you don't know what they're gonna do. Any other company you'd expect okay. to to have put out a product alongside this movie. But they didn't. So, okay, going off of that, let me give you a scenario here. This will be my final question and we can wrap it up because I, I need to get going, guys. But um it's always I was just gonna blame my baby for the rest You're of the You're good. Time. This has been yeah, a long like, episode. This when is my awesome. child's when my child's eighteen, I'm still gonna blame I'm like, I gotta go rivers, <laughs> you know, something. Um rivers but, uh, in the room like hey let's say the end of this year they announced the new Mario game, Nestor, and it is the Super Mario Bros. movie, the game, made by Nintendo. But it is of good Mario game quality. Are you happy or? No, I'm happy. That'd be really interesting. What? It'd be kind of neat, wouldn't it? Like, I'm not saying that's the best option, but it'd be kind of neat to be able to play through this movie in a game form made by Nintendo, and it's like actually done well. Yeah, dude. You know? Can't imagine how well that would well, sell. So we need to we need to move away from the new Super Mario Bros. art style. We we've stuck with it since like 20. 2005, yeah. I think, right? New Super Mario Bros. came out? Yeah. yeah. It's been yeah, a long I enough time. Yeah. And also, I would I would prefer if they found a way... And I mean, honestly, Odyssey did... Uh, for the most part, Odyssey did this, if I'm being fair. But, like, I would prefer the next Mario to not be a... Um, to not have a trope. Like, this one's in a galaxy. This one's on a beach. This one... Odyssey pretty much didn't do that. I mean, there's the whole, like, Odyssey ship thing. But like for the most part, I want more like I want more like Odyssey. Like just give me like kingdoms and castles and Koopas and and like I want the I'd like more basic stuff. But then again, you know I loved Galaxy and and I enjoyed Sunshine and, and they could completely blow my mind by doing like a Super Mario Bros or Super Mario Underground and the whole thing takes place underground and it's like the coolest movie game ever. You know I never I never know. You gotta like on one hand you should always have faith in Nintendo because they always deliver, and on the other hand. You should never get your expectations too high because they never do what yeah. you want them to do. You know, it's it's both things working together. It's like like for instance, you would hope that the follow up to the Switch is a is a Switch two that's like a bigger and better Switch with better graphics. But like watch them release like a freaking another GameCube and you're like, What what? If the next <laughs> game awesome. is just Super Mario Odyssey two, are you guys disappointed? Not at all. I'm not. Nope, I'm not. If it's a Super Mario Sunshine <laughs> two, I am. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's that's your uh, that's your black sheep one that you just don't. Well, I, I grew up with Sunshine. I actually defended Sunshine most of my life, but then the 3D All Stars came out and I played it again, and I was just like, "This is not it. This is not it." It's weird. Like that's one of those games that was better in my memory, because when I play the new one, I'm like, "Well, also it doesn't help that it's the only game in the package that runs at 30 frames." I think. No, Mario is pretty sure it's the only one. Okay, well, 64. Maybe it just fits. I don't know. I was playing Galaxy and I went to Sunshine and it hurt me to play that game and because galaxy was 60 frames and um but i don't know it just it just all the typical things i'm used to in mario like the the jumping and the power-ups it's all greatly changed by the fact that you have a water pack on you the traversal and everything and it it's also a really hard game like dark souls is easier than sunshine yeah man talking to you guys makes me realize how much i missed like i really missed out on not having a 64 in my childhood like i had ps1 dreamcast i had a lot of good fun with those a lot of good memories but man when I see you guys talk about these games, I know some of them are on GameCube and later, but I mean, just that 64 era is just in, kind of insane. Um, Man. Yeah. Nestor, I think the next time we're going to have you on is going to be for a Tears of the Kingdom episode, probably, because that's coming yes, up. Yes, sir. been doing my research. I'm looking forward um, A third of the way through Skyward Sword. You know, I'm, I'm getting ready. Mm. Oh, nice. 
Nice. I'm two thirds of the way through Skyward Sword, and I, I put it down. I just I was not having fun. We'll have to I'm do a Super Mario game. Odyssey episode too. Oh, once yeah, I beat dude. it, oh, that'd be awesome. Tom, I would love to ask that have question you for that too. Uh, like he put like you know, hey, everybody, show your favorite N64 memory on the Discord, and I popped the fuck off with yeah. like five or six of them. So yeah, you know, there's plenty. There's plenty to talk yeah. to or talk about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was re-listening to our Nintendo Vention episode the other day because I was in such a Nintendo mood. It was a good episode. So. Oh, I'm gonna have to. But man, Nestor, we're we're so glad to have you here again. Uh, we knew we had to have you back for uh the, the movie, and it's cool that it ended up being two really long parts. Where our episodes have been trending downwards towards an hour, these have been both trending upwards towards <laughs> two. Man. Four hours for an hour and a half long movie, uh, pretty but, much. Uh, you know, th- uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for. Uh, Providing a place for me to post my insane ramblings every time a new trailer came out. Honestly, man, oh, dude. it has we it's love. actually meant a lot, man, to see your enthusiasm in there like day in and day out. That's like really helped me get back into it. I was talking to You're Brian right. uh, the other day about Mario 64 and just asking him all these different questions about these games. And he's been offering me insight. And it's just like, I can't remember the last time. I feel like a kid again when it comes to gaming. Nintendo yeah, has that effect. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, it's yeah. really cool, you know. It's really cool to see. Like that, it rubs off, man. It really rubs off. The whole, I mean, for you guys that don't, that aren't in the Discord, come join. But for you guys that aren't, like that Discord is popping. We have a Club Nintendo channel. Also, and people are yeah. going crazy. Everyone's going to see this because Nestor's our dude, and Nestor loves this movie. And everyone's coming out saying, "I love it." I love how because we you know we've made some subtle changes over the year, last year or two, to, to make our content more approachable when it's not Halo, right? Like, we mm-hmm. still talk about Halo, but still make it approachable to talk about other things. And I love where we've arrived right now because, like, it feels like the Discord kind of goes through, like, moods and vibes. Like, there was a little time there where it kind of felt very, like, Final Fantasy-esque. And right yeah, now, like, the Discord, the Discord just feels like Nintendo land. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. As time goes on, it's going to come back. I mean, maybe it'll be a Zelda thing when Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Maybe it'll be a a Bethesda thing when Starfield comes out. Who knows? It's just going to keep... Or maybe we'll all get... It'll probably be Marvel crazy when Guardians 3 comes out. Everyone's cool to have that fluidity to the Discord channel. Everyone's going to be in there like talking about how amazing Tears of the Kingdom is. And I'll be like, guys... I'm almost done with Breath of the Wild. Finally, <laughs> you know, I'm just getting drowned like, out. Whoa, you can make, you can board a raft, a log raft. Yeah, Breath exactly. Of the Wild, and we're like, <laughs> I'll have all these questions that these guys have known for years yeah. and are already doing in the sequel. But, but yeah, uh, Nestor, it was great to have you on, buddy. As always, all right, man, guys, especially for this. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Sacred Icon Pod. Uh, Josh is at Jedi Knight Joshy. Where do you? You're at Green Plumber yes, yes. Is that right? I believe so, uh, yeah, Nestor. <laughs> Um, if you guys want to leave a email or voice clip, send it to sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. Come join the Discord. We'd love to have you there. That's where we all kind of like have a friendship, you know, outside of these blips of, of, of podcast episodes. We, we that's live the, through life. That's the daily. Mario Party of like that's the Sacred Mario Party. Icon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, it's like this. Like if this is the Super Mario Bros. movie you're watching, well, come to the Discords where you go play all the games after you've watched the movie. That's what it is. So... Uh, but uh, yeah, and if you guys want to support us monetarily on Patreon, have your name shouted out. I, you'll notice you haven't had your name shout out on these Mario episodes because when we have these kind of guest episodes specific, we like to to not do that. So we'll get you uh, next week when it's just Josh and I. But if you guys want to support us monetarily, go to patreon.com slash sacred icon. We appreciate it, guys. We thank you for uh, listening to another episode of the Sacred Icon podcast. And as always, keep it sacred. Donkey come to a thousand troops of Koopas couldn't keep me from you.
Princess Peach at the end of the line. I'll make you mine. Oh. Peaches, 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 peaches. Love really makes a guy come out of his shell. <laughs>